We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. Hey, Josh. Hey, Vince. Are my ears still on? Uh, yeah, they're on nice and good. Fuck yeah. You- Everyone, it's Halloween. Yay! It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Halloween and we're crazy for Swayze, baby. What else is new? I'm Vince. That's Josh. We've got Annie Oakley from the Lowcox here because we're watching our favorite Halloween movie, Donald Darko. Donald. Donald, Donald Darko. Donald the Dark Man Darko. <laughs> Donald. Oh, what if he was the Dark Man? It'd be amazing. I'd love to see him in a film with our, our boy, Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. All right. What if he was the, like, Sam Elliott in the new Roadhouse? Amazing, but it's not true. I understand that. (laughs) I understand that's Conor McGregor's. (laughs) But, like, what if all of a sudden Liam Neeson showed up and was like, I have a special set of skills, and it's cooling. I'll show you how to cool. I'll show you how to cool. And he sits there and does it with an Irish accent. Oh, I'll show you how to cool there, Jake. But, but... Conor McGregor is also Irish, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is. Well, but the real question I think is that does it make it more or less frightening to see no Patrick Swayze's character with the accent? Oh yeah, I'd love to see uh, Patrick Swayze with any kind of accent that isn't yeah. his regular accent. <laughs> Seems like it would add a lot. Annie, we've watched quite a few Patrick Swayzes. If you didn't know, motherfucker barely does an accent in anything. There's one movie where he did an accent, right? What one? Um, uh, the one where he's in the CIA icon. I, well, because he does the Russian accent. Yeah, yeah. He's still st- the fact that I've never heard of it doesn't speak well of his uh, abilities. In it was that a made-for-TV film about Patrick Swayze <laughs> saving the world from Vladimir Putin yeah. as a Russian. Amazing. Yeah. No, he wasn't a Russian. He was a undercover. He was oh. an undercover CIA inside the KGB. <laughs> so yeah. it couldn't have been that that bad. Oh, I love. Or him. else Putin would have known him. I don't know. If, I don't think you liked it, Vince. It was pretty long, and you kept it was falling very asleep. Long. Yeah, I did. Because it's like a three-hour movie. Oh, that is a long movie, especially you know, for TV. Yeah. You know who liked it? Who? Patrick Swayze, girl dad. <laughs> Who's she that? Loved it. It's some somebody on the internet. Someone oh. we follow on Letterboxd. They love Patrick Swayze as well. So we, uh, we, we've got like a little competition going. So you can watch the most Patrick Swayze's. Boy, it's a good thing that, yeah. I'm not convinced are. it's a girl. I, I've talked to her. <laughs> she's messaged us. Yeah? And, you're yeah. Gonna, and you know she's a girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It says like, girl dad. Yeah. It's so about it could how... be a dad of a girl. Exactly. Uh, uh, that's what the, the goal is. I think she she's trying to see which is the most girl dadish. <laughs> which, <laughs> let's be honest. The real the real answer to that is 1114. Mm-hmm, that's the movie where he's most dad guy. Most girl dadish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have mean, to take your word for that, but yeah. In that that's movie, great. he uh, tries to cover up for what he thinks is his daughter having killed a man. Yeah. And he eats a sandwich, and he walks a dog. He's, he's just a cool dude. Just a dude. He's just a cool dad. He's a dude one. like you. But in this one, <laughs> he's not a cool dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is probably his most villainous role, right? I'd say so. Annie, do you have any experience with Donnie Darko? I watched it in high school, but you know the kinds of people who you don't want to get caught by at a party? Uh-huh. They were way too into it. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very excited because I haven't seen this in probably 20 years. Dude, it was awesome for us yeah. to watch it last time we watched it. I'm really because, psyched. Because it like did give us, give us the, the nostalgia that we were looking mm-hmm. for, right? Well, I mean, I think it gave us a little bit of both. It gave us the nostalgia, the hit that we liked because like, I remember – watching this with with like the like the first group of like friends i had in high school and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. because this came out back in 2001 so it was like right perfect high school age for me totally um but i also remember then like thinking it was really artistic and deep and all that kind of stuff right and like thinking that i was so cool for watching it and then like last time we watched we're like so what happened in this movie and we're like (laughs) we don't no. It's baby's first like film, right? Yeah. yeah. Baby's first cult film. Baby's first film with subtext. Yeah. 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 And there, I mean, there's a lot going on if I recall correctly. Oh, the only so thing much. I remember is Sparkle Motion. I so I'm very thing. excited to Our return girl to it. Beth Grant is in this movie. Yeah. And I learned something new about Sparkle Motion since the last time we watched this, which is that two of the girls in Sparkle Motion are yeah. the only ones who reprise their roles in S. Darko. Oh. But that means that S. Darko is Swayze adjacent. Ooh, Swayze adjacent. I uh, I guess we're going to have to find that one, man. I, uh, I've i seen it around. <laughs> I've seen it around on things, you know? Yeah, I've definitely never seen it. Um, but I've never watched it. Why would you? I don't know. This one's here. Why, why, why not watch this one? Yeah. This one, this one, this one came out on a January 19th of 2001 at the Sundance Film Festival, right? So get us back, back, back in, back in January of 2001. Mm. We still had a whopping two towers. We sure did. And five walls in the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. It was a great time to be American. Let me tell you, we had a little George W. Bush Jr. in there and uh, he was just doing bushy stuff. Like, yeah, shame on you. (laughs) Shame on me. He was doing that little (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just this weird, weird time, right? And then Richard Kelly was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this weird fucking movie. (laughs) And uh, he did. You know, Richard Kelly was the director. He went on to do some Southland Tales episodes in 06 and The Box in 09. But nothing else really stood out to me, you know? What's The Box? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's just a good name. I've never watched it. Um, I could tell you in a moment what it is. Can I tell you the best thing about this DVD copy you have sitting here? Tell is me that about the it. quote on the front just says, it'll knock you flat. What does that mean? It doesn't even say uh, that that's it. No context. Is, is that know. one of the tag Quite lines? the pull quote. <laughs> it's by, yeah, it's a quote from, from, from John Stewart from Newsday. <laughs> not, not me, Jan Stewart. Oh, okay. Not, different my different person. Yeah, because John, John Stewart is both a Green Lantern and the guy who used to host The Daily Show. But Jan Stewart is just some woman. That, that's a woman that, that works That at was knocked the flat Newsday. by Donnie Yeah, She was knocked flat. She was knocked flat. Hmm. Well, The Box was a 2009 drama mystery thriller. Striller, thriller. Thriller. It's a scary th- thriller. Yeah, thriller. <laughs> it stars Cameron Diaz and it is, is described by a small wooden box arrives in the doorstep of a married couple who know that opening it will grant them a million dollars and kill someone they don't know. How do they know that? Does That's it have what a they note? Say. It's got a box. It's got a button in it. So if they press the button and they get a million dollars, but then someone dies. Oh, I saw that movie. Yeah, it's got James Madison in it also. I saw it and I forgot I saw it. So Marsden. I don't, again. James Marsden, I love. Yeah, his cheekbones could cut granite. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. him. I didn't mm-hmm. like him when he was in X-Men, but afterwards I'm like, you know what? I fucking like this guy. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's in 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love him in Westworld. Mm-hmm. 
Richard Kelly also wrote Domino. Domino, okay. <gasps> Classic. I love that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's a movie. With I'm Mickey not embarrassed. And Kira, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley trying to be a badass and just not. She did fine. She did fine for the first you know, hour of four. It's fine. But this one, we've got uh, Swayze playing Jim Cunningham. He's ninth build, right? It's been a while since we talked about the fear love spectrum. Yeah. But that's because it's a dichotomy. It, it doesn't it, – there's more There's more to it. I think that's the point that Jake Gyllenhaal tries to make in the movie, right? He's saying it's a continuum, and, and Jim Cunningham's like, no, it's a binary. Yeah, it, it, it goes from one side to the other, and he's like, no, nah, dude, it's a circle. There's there's lots of feelings involved, and sometimes, like, one isn't the right way, and I don't know. I think that's a cool idea to think about when we watch it this time, It like how you personally feel about the fear-love spectrum. It's a dichotomy. I know. <laughs> I know that's what you're telling me, but like, I want to see if now there's been some time you feel differently, man. Like we felt differently last time. We were just like, it's a spectrum, and that's why we were talking about it so much as a spectrum. Yeah. But that's not what it is. Yeah. There's only fear and love. There's sir. only fear and love. Yeah. And Swayze strikes both. <laughs> he strikes both into the to the fans and to his cult followers. Is he a cult leader in this one? I think so. Like When I was a kid, that didn't come across to me. But uh, now that I know more about multi-level marketing schemes and how they interact with cults, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's a cult. I thought it was, I thought it was weird, you know, knowing that um, this is also happening in Iowa, right? Super middle, Iowa. you mm-hmm. know, middle America, and uh, it's flyover country. That's why the the thing falls. Well, it's the Bible Belt. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But like, so it, it it makes me wonder, especially because they're in a private school, right? how this multi-level marketing scheme was being marketed to them. Like, oh, is that just because they were in a private school? Is it because there was maybe some religious influence and stuff like that? You know, like, does it make them more susceptible for being influenced by this? Like, Well, in 2001, that was really the the Halcyon days. Things like, what, Metabolife? Wasn't that in 2000, 2001 that came out and that was like a big deal? That was... MLMs right after Amway and all that stuff. It was like the 2000s, things really picked up on that front i'm wondering if that's why maybe it's really interesting like i don't, I don't know i don't know how you even describe it because it it's like a lifestyle you know he's not even selling anything he's yeah. just selling the tapes yeah and his ideas he's not like he's not like got, he doesn't have like food you know he doesn't have uh like supplements it it seems as if like he's he's um the dad in little miss sunshine mm. like he's trying to sell the seven steps and stuff like that you know Mm, yeah yeah exactly he's yeah he's selling like a lifestyle and they all go to the private school that like he runs and owns right and it's like all he the, doesn't run and own it he doesn't no i think he was just like i thought it was part of their their cult was the school no it's the mrs farmer okay well we'll find out she's the one that likes him <laughs> yeah miss miss beth grant was the was the person who brought sways into the situation and she doesn't even work at that school She's the gym teacher. Oh, she's the gym teacher, not just the coach. I like that we're discussing this before we've seen it and getting it all wrong. Okay, let's get it right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got Jake Hall, the Nightcrawler himself, and uh, what's his name? Mysterio. He's top billed next to Jenna Malone from Contact and the Hunger Games 2 through 4, and my personal favorite, The Ruins. Um, we also are going to be watching Mary McDonald from Dances with Wolves, Holmes Osborne from Southland Tales and That Thing You Do, Maggie Gyllenhaal from The Dark Knight, James Duvall, Seth Rogen, Drew Barrymore, and as I said before, Miss Beth Grant. 
our Swayze adjacent for this one. Um, we have such a big cast. It is a star-studded affair. I think this was um, Seth Rogen's first movie, right? Yeah, and he only has something to say to what's-her-face. Yeah. I like your boobs. What's her name? Sharita. Oh, he, yeah, he tells Sharita to shut up. Shut up! But he tells Gretchen Ross that he likes your boobs. Oh, well, good for her. <laughs> really setting the stage for his career there, I suppose. <laughs> I saw I saw a ad today for Uggs, and fucking uh, Seth Rogen was, was the front man. He was selling Uggs. Yeah. Uh, they're comfortable that, for when you're stoned. Yeah, it's because that picture of him in front of the sunset, you know, when he's looking back over his shoulder. Yeah. We've got to erase that entire photo shoot. Isn't that the one that he did with James Franco? From the Kanye West music <laughs> video? They were making fun of that video? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I there, don't know any of the context. I just know the memes. There was a music video where Kanye West was driving around on a motorcycle in front of a green screen. And like Kim Kardashian was laying all over the motorcycle and him and this, that, and the other thing. And she was scantily clad. So they what they did was they recreated it shot for shot with James Franco as uh Kanye and Seth Rogen was Kim Kardashian. It was a it was very silly. I liked it a lot. It sounds pretty solid. Big Honestly for two Seth- guys that I don't like very much. Yeah, big ups to Seth Rogen for successfully detaching himself from that that creep, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, now I you know movies, that's only half of it. Now I'm I'm kind of a lifestyle guy. You know, it's Uggs and, and bespoke weed. <laughs> Uggs and stuff weed now. Yeah, and Uggs and Weed, it's a pretty good brand. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. Well, now we're gonna be watching my DVD copy like we did last time, but I can tell you for sure this motherfucker is in the Criterion Collection now. Ooh. So you can stream it right now as part of the 80s horror thing. It's got idle hands. It's got the craft. It's got a whole bunch of cool fucking shit we watched growing up. Um, excuse me, maybe not idle hands, but the faculty's on there. So it's it's got some it's got some winners. If you haven't checked out the Criterion Collection's Halloween stuff, it's got great, great picks on there. How much does it cost to stream the Criterion Collection to, to be in on it? I'm not sure. I'm using Andrew's subscription. <laughs> so big ups to Andrew then as well. Yeah, he's definitely supporting your addiction. Me out. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, you you want to uh, use our spirit fingers and find out about Sparkle Motion and whatever the fuck they say about uh, dicks and Smurfs and stuff. Hell yes, yeah. we're doing spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. Let's spirit watch fingers. this. Good. Yeah? <laughs> Good. Much like Donnie Darko, he has complicated feelings about it. You know, I think Donnie Darko at the end, he ultimately felt good. Yeah? He died yeah. laughing, right? I think he died laughing. He definitely died laughing. Or oh. in the fetal position. But what was he laughing about? Was he laughing about just like how ridiculous the whole thing is? He's like, I don't understand what just happened. The, the no com- you know, the absurdity of the universe and trying to, ex- you know, understand with our small human brain. Yeah, I think I finally understand the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Explain it to Hit us. Hit me with it, Josh. Okay, it's pretty I simple. I want to know. Dumb guy. <laughs> He's a child. He hates his life. He wants to die. 
Yeah. He dies. He has like a beautiful fantasy right before he dies about, you know, how important he is. And he dies. The end. Yeah. <laughs> like if, oh, if only I would have lived longer, I would have made everyone's lives exponentially worse. It's a good thing I'm dying. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's such a teenager movie, man, because when you're a teenager, the world is you. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. if I die, the mm-hmm. world is done. The world's ending. Like teenagers don't get that the world goes on mm-hmm. when you're not around anymore. That's like the fundamental human question we grapple with, I think. Yeah. Not to give this movie too much credit, but like. I, th- I think the movie deserves credit. Like, there's yeah, a, Maybe a little. Maybe a little credit. I mean, you know, maybe we're all tainted because we watched it so much when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's like it's good. You it's know? okay. It's yeah. not as bad as I remember. Yeah, it's not it's not as problematic as I think it could, <laughs> as it, as you remember it as. Like if you remember it, you're just like, ah, shut up, Charita, you. B-. Yeah, you know, like that's that's like one of the things that I remember about the movie. Yeah, I remember. I always remembered that scene, and I remembered the the Smurf talk. The Smurf talk was a big I one. I remember that one, and I remember the suck a fuck talk too. How exactly does one suck a fuck, Vince? I, we've never figured it out. You can tell us. Do you have an idea? I don't think so. And he has one suck of fucks. So. I think it's probably 69 related, if I had to guess. I think you, it's a 69 plus one, right? Could be. Could be a threesome situation. Could it's be, be, you know, all sorts of nasty shit. Don't Google it, I think is the, is the key to take away with you. I bet we could just type into Google how exactly does <laughs> one suck a fuck. And Only on probably... a safe search browser. <laughs> Only on an incognito mode. <laughs> the real question, though, when can I start pushing one out? <laughs> I thought that was such a great joke, and it, it just fell It. It just dead silence. It was, it was a great joke, but I don't know how that would have landed at home. Well, yeah, fair Especially enough. Especially in a Christian well, his, household. His dad was already laughing at inappropriate shit. Like, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. That's a pretty fun joke. I, I, I guess I don't, like, necessarily understand the setting. So okay. his father grew up in Middlesex, right? Did his mom grow up there? I don't think so. I think she was really hated because they thought she was snooty. Or at least that dumb bitch teacher did. Well, Mrs. Mrs. Farmer. Thank you, Mrs. Farmer. Mm-hmm. That that dumb I could probably teacher. use her actual Beth name. Grant. Sorry, sorry, feminism. Uh, well, I mean, that is the character that <laughs> Beth Grant is there to portray. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough. She's there to hate. They didn't. I I feel like they gave names all over the place, but it was really hard keeping track of them. You know? There were a lot of names, a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. I like how early Swayze comes into the situation, though. Like he's there. He is absolutely there. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's like a menacing uh, force in the background the whole time. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. He's like part of the world. He's part of the world that they're building. He's just there. He's the not background. necessarily like a cult leader, right? He's just, a, as you said, a, a local inspirational speaker. speaker. Yeah. With and, cult aspirations. Right, right. So he wasn't in charge of the whole thing, but he, he okay, so there, he's, <laughs> so we were wrong in the intro, surprise. Right, it's, it's only Mrs. Farmer that's like, like pushing his cult on the school. The school has nothing to do with his cult aside from that. Seems to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like so many things, that's all it takes is one insane fanatic. Right. Like you were were saying about the, the book bands. Yeah. Yeah. That all the books that are banned have been banned by 11 to 16 crazy parents. They've done like 97% of the book bands. So are they like moving around the country and doing this or are they just going to school board meetings? I don't know the details, but I know that they're basically like either masterminding or they're doing strategy, but book bands can be filed on a national basis. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your district. Right. And it's like, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's like the the stuff in Texas schools, right? Where it's like in Florida schools, where it's just a small number of people mm. who are trying to promote this stuff. That's all mm-hmm. it takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to get us too off track, but no, I mean, it's that's exactly where our podcast lives is in between <laughs> Patrick Swayze and the real world. You know, <laughs> they were talking about like banning books in mm-hmm. this movie specifically. The book that they were reading, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was, it was Graham a Graham Greene book. Yeah. yeah. The it, Destroyer, is that what it's called? That's a de- Deregulators, right? Um, I wrote it down. I did it as well. I <laughs> don't know where I put it. Sorry, everyone. That's the point of notes, you guys, is so that you know what you're talking about, but now when you're looking at it. I put out my Goodreads to read. I think it's The Disregulators or The Destroyers. Yeah. Uh, best part is- It's The Destroyers. It's, which means that I can edit all of this out. Oh, The Destructors. It was ah. The yeah. The Destructors. Yep. It was so far up in I here. And I, was, I was down here and it says uh, she thought Graham Greene was an actor. And he totally is. We looked him up. He was a very not handsome man on Bonanza for Hell many yeah. years. Hell yeah. I mean, you got to love classic television. Hell yeah. We we were watching Halloween 3 the other day. Okay. And Joe was like, you know what? This movie would have probably done a lot better if it, A, wasn't marketed as a Halloween mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. It was just like Season of the Witch. But she's like... Or if uh, Tim Watkins, Tom Watkins, or Tom Adkins, the the lead in that movie, was attractive, they're like they would have put a, a good looking guy in there. You know what? Seeing him fucking, I think maybe yeah. it I think you're right, man. Because like I don't, I disagree with their first point. I do think that Halloween Three is only a movie that we remember because it's a Halloween movie, and it's the one that doesn't have Michael mm-hmm. Myers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it didn't do well at the time because it didn't have Michael Myers, but like now it's the reason we remember it. Yeah, it's a good movie. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to argue the other side because I miss when ugly people could be actors. And you think about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's, I like that that's part of the reason I kind of love. We were talking about Maggie Gyllenhaal and how there's ugly. a huge, con- there, but there's controversy around her. Adam Driver is another one. I'm constantly fighting with my friend about it. Uh, he like redefined what hot means because he is ugly as sin. I don't think he is disgusting. He's got a normal, like, symmetrical face. A normal, symmetrical face. But people face. act like he's so hot, and it just further proves, like... He's shredded. Keep keep it up, people. There's somebody for everybody. <laughs> he's got a <laughs> he, has, he is shredded, and he has a symmetrical face. Therefore, he is conventionally attractive. It's symmetrical. It looks like a dog's drawing. Like a dog did, did <laughs> yes. a drawing? Like one of those things where you have peanut butter on a plastic bag, and they do a painting what? with their nose. That's, it's like a dog craft. I didn't know that was a thing. There you go. This Do a dog craft. Sick. Yeah, it's great. That sounds sick. Keeps them busy. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what what do you what? think? What don't you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, how is this usually structured? Should we be talking about something? <laughs> I I got this really got away from me. <laughs> I don't. I was trying to find the grand green it's my thing, fault. and I've just been distracted now. Sorry right, about well, that. Well, that's good because let's. Can I uh, present a couple tagline ideas for this? Because it'll knock you flat. Really left me uh, flat. Usually <laughs> it happens at the end, but yes. Okay, that's okay. I'll wait. No, I've, no, I've no, got no, a bunch no. of them I, I want to hear what Annie thinks the tagline should so be. I've got a bunch of uh, ideas, like posturing the movie. No, that wouldn't sell well. Yeah, or I mean, like, I like it. Yeah, suburban expectations suck. Shut up, mom. Shut up, mom. This is a good one. (laughs) All right. If you were in that situation and and called your mother uh, a Uh uh, what do you think would happen? Well, not that. I can tell you not that. He didn't (laughs) say it to her face. Uh, Does that make it worse? I was down 
uh, like in the yard when I was a kid and the one and only time I was swearing about my mom and she came and yelled at me for a good 20 minutes and I was grounded for like a month. Mm. That was it for me. They didn't really do corporal punishment, but um, I'm a sensitive child. Dude, I, <laughs> I remember getting grounded for months at a time as mm-hmm. a child, you mm-hmm. know, like. Uh, what aren't you allowed a, to do when you're drunk? When you're drunk? When, when I'm drunk? Yeah, when you're not, when you're grounded. I wasn't allowed to. Like, <laughs> drunk or grounded. <laughs> played my Game Boy. Okay. I How could, can you regulate that? They take it away from yeah, you? they take it away from me. Where do they put it? In their room. Yeah. Okay. In a locked drawer. And also you're in your room with the door closed. If they yeah. hear the door open, they could hear it. They could hear it open. They're like, what's your doing? Well, sorry, my mom worked at night. Oh, we, um. we, we would also <laughs> get uh, like our privileges with friends and stuff like that taken away. Like we couldn't go out and with, with our friends and play and stuff like that. And we couldn't watch TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it depended on how, how bad the punishment was because sometimes we just couldn't go see friends for two weeks. I, I was usually grounded from electronics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't supposed to use electronics and I didn't. And we're all, we're all millennials, and that was still effective. Like, what? Well, it, I don't think it was effective. Ago. That's the thing. Like, I don't think grounding kids does anything. But yeah. that's that that's actually is too far afield. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, but well, what if Donnie Darko was grounded? <laughs> then he wouldn't be able to go out at night. If and... Donnie Darko was grounded, Frank would just pop the lock, man. I know, like that. That, that ain't going to shit. That's what I'm saying. Is He's if Donnie Darko was him. grounded, if Donnie Darko was grounded, it wouldn't change anything. Like. <laughs> No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> he would still be going out at night. He basically the was. He was. Wasn't he grounded? He seemed like She it, was like, where did you go at night? I'm. No, you're not supposed to go places. not supposed to go places. No, you're just not supposed to go places at yeah. night when you're a teenager. That's not grounded. Yeah. That's just standard. He's, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he has a history of leaving at night, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mom yeah. even mentioned, she's like, are you out there, like, you know, toilet papering houses again? And I thought he was like, robbing houses. Rolling houses. Rolling okay. houses. Yeah, he's like, I stopped doing that in the ninth grade. So he yeah, lit he, a house on fire. Yeah. Uh, an abandoned house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like he, they're like, what do you do at night and stuff like that? And he, he has this history of going out mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And now I'm wondering, was this kind of like the same thing, thing that happened in the past? Like, was there another kind of like entity or like uh hallucination or something like that driving him to do all those things also well and i'd really love to know because when i think about it now you brought that up Mm -hmm. and he has a bunch of markers of uh what is commonly called psychopath things like the psychopath test which i don't agree with as a clinician it's 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 a seven item test that can tell you whether or not someone's a psychopath yeah oh are you a fucking stupid it's so fucking dumb and if you are then you are pure evil and you need to be locked (laughs) in a room for 30 years yeah it's the problem with it is is that it's one not diagnostically accurate it's just not but two it's just things that they're looking at that serial killers have in common, but one yeah. of them is starting fires. It's dissociating. A lot of them have head wounds, head trauma when they're children. Yeah. Um, and it tends to cause behavioral changes because of impact to the frontal lobe. Okay. But none of that shit was present. It was just a flipping house. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a nut is oh, all I'm saying. He's a nut. I think that they should the lock him in a, room, in a room for 30 years and teach him how to make masks. And I think that that's where the therapist would have taken him if she would have been able to oh take him God, where she wanted to. Oh, my God, that therapist is the worst. That therapist, like, I've never gone to do any kind of, like, hypnotherapy or something like that. But I feel as if she, 
I, I have a question for you. Like hypnotherapy is different than regular therapy. Yes. Uh, are you talking about just any sort of therapy at all or just hypnotherapy? I've never gone to any kind of therapy. But Hypnotherapy this, is not normal. If you, I understand that. I'm just that. telling That's you that if saying. you were to think about going to therapy, the therapist would not try and hypnotize you. That is not normal therapist behavior. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, just letting you know. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> the, I'm saying like the hypnotherapy aspect of it came out of left field and this woman seemed as if she's like, yeah. I want to try something. And then his parents were like, okay. Have you ever tried hypnosis? His dad doesn't even know what her name is. Oh my yeah. God. I wrote that down. Yeah. He, he, is he That's, so disinterested in oh, his son? Like oh, he doesn't, this is important shit. I, I think that it may imply dad needs to do absolutely nothing to be cool. Right. Just like in, in our common parlance, dad just has to be there to be a, a responsible. Yeah. Dad. The father's role is to make money. But it's if we're not to, to like care about your kids. But do you think mom knows the therapist's name? I think she at least knows the name. I, guess I think the question, she does because she found the therapist for him. The question yeah. that I mean to ask is, do you think that the therapist is talking to his parents or not? They yep. had a meeting with them and she called the parents' house the, the night that they banged on the parents' bed. Mm-hmm. She like left a message on the answering machine during that party. Damn While it. they were fucking. I'm sorry, buddy. I, yeah, I don't think she should be, is what I'm saying. But um, I know that when you have a kid, that your kid has to talk to the therapist. Well, I don't think that's okay. good best practice is still to have him sign a release. But yeah, she is technically within her rights. She's within technically, her rights. But see, it's, it might not be ethically correct. She's mm-hmm. an asshole, though. Yeah, I hate she's the therapist. The worst. She wants to bring God into everything. She's talking about hypnotherapy. Like She seems like she's, in part, of, she's part of Jim Cartwright's cult. Every yeah. question she asked was a leading question. Well, yeah, you mentioned that, and I thought that was pretty interesting because not only did this woman seem very out of her depth with the hypnotizing, but then you made a great point. All these questions she was asking was like implanting the ideas that like, yeah, did Frank tell you to do that? And did Frank do this? And all these kind of things instead of being like, instead of saying like, you know, like, well, then what happened? Why did you feel like this? What inspired this feeling? Like, and actually, like, even did he say anything? Yeah. Did he communicate with you? Like, de- definitely leading his, his his recollection was present in every situation with that woman. I think that she was not the greatest greatest therapist, and you were even mentioning that like. He may have not needed some of the medication she was giving. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not to say I'm just to say that if he starts taking the pills again and he starts having um, he starts having hallucinations at that point, maybe he didn't need the pills. Okay, so I watched that closely after you said that, because I had never noticed that, of course, when I was 16, I wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. Sure. But the first time we see Frank, he takes pills. The second time we see Frankie takes pills, he takes a bunch of them. And then that's when he has the knife and he's like trying to knife through the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's linked every single time he takes the pills. Almost we have immediately. Almost immediately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Antipsychotics are bad for you if you're not psychotic. They are prescribed off label for everything from bipolar to just regular run of the mill depression to like behavioral problems with children. With, with caveats, if you've been prescribed an antipsychotic, please don't stop taking it. Please talk to your doctor or psychiatrist. And if you have questions, get another opinion from a doctor, not from a podcast. All I'm saying is the opposite <laughs> of Forever Lulu. Putting that I'm out Forever there. Lulu, the message is you just got to take your pills. This movie's message is take the pills. Yeah. That's bad. But I think, yeah. this, I, I think this is a critique of that. Like the pills are causing a problem. And rather than rec- noticing that, they're like, oh, maybe we just need more of it. Maybe we just need like the more toxic pills. masculinity, you said it was maybe a critique. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just just for the idea of, uh, you know, being that he takes the pills and then he sees Frank. I wanted to ask the question of, 
it's almost instantaneous. He takes the pill and then he starts to well, see Frank. That's definitely not realistic. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I was going to say, do you think that aspect was more like an addiction thing? So, like, you know, like people who 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 have an alcohol dependency sometimes that as soon as they get like one sip of alcohol or even before they take that sip their their mind has already clicked into that yeah that like set pattern and then it takes over ahead of time do you think that he's like okay i'm probably gonna hallucinate once i take this so as soon as he pops that pill in his mouth and it's right there you know that's really interesting because that is an addiction thing that it's not just the physical you have all those like pathways in your brain that as soon as you do something, anything associated with the behavior, you get the reward. Yeah. Even uh, if you're not well, drunk yet. I, and it's like, I hate to say it like as a reward, but just as a dependency kind of thing that he's developed over yeah. this. Like if he says like, oh, this is supposed to help. Like then a, as le- soon a as reaction it, you know. maybe. Yeah, but the exactly. Depe- the, the dependency is re- like requires the reward or else there would be no dependency. But like, what is his addiction? What is his thing? I don't know. To going not, out at night? Not being responsible for his actions? Maybe. I mean, that's that's a very broad thing that all addictions are about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But especially, I mean, this whole movie, this is our whole discussion is the stuff about toxic masculinity. Yeah. About, you know, masculinity being associated with domination and fucking women. Honestly, the movie, it made me think a lot about Fight Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it's because I did watch Fight Club shortly after watching Donnie <laughs> Darko. Or maybe before, but it's just like, you know, the, like, it may be... It gave us ideas that aren't necessarily right or like morally right. And it was presenting them in a way that was critical. But like since we were children, we didn't necessarily understand that it was like that we were supposed to be critical of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like it's interesting. It is. I and I and I don't even think that it 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 does a good job answering any of those questions. (laughs) Not at all. it, it, It really like. It's so shallow in what it's proposing. It's like it's proposing big ideas and thought-provoking shit, but then it does act, none of the work to actually like explain it. We were talking to to Bud a moment ago, and he's like, "Yeah, there's this book that you have to read along with it. That's a companion that explains the, these things. That like there are other entities talking through people as conduits and stuff like that. I'm like, well, there was the TVA from Loki, right? They were coming to fix the timeline. Is, and the oh, only God. way to fix the timeline was to send Donnie Darko to kill himself in the, in the wormhole. <laughs> See, I shouldn't have to do homework yeah. to get stuff out of a movie. Well, yeah, I agree. But I mean, it helps. I think expanding it and having more fun with the lore and stuff like that is completely a, a valid thing for an add-on book totally. and shit like that, right? For an add-on book. But, if you need it book to understand movie. what's happening in the movie, how good is that? It's a book that's in the movie. I, I understand. And there's 20 that. deleted scenes, Vince. There's 20 <laughs> deleted scenes. All of which there, there were, were deleted for a good reason. All of them we had watched commentary. Them. <laughs> and they were so annoying. Oh, they had commentary? Yeah, they had yeah commentary we didn't watch it, though. Well. We should, probably should have watched the commentary. Okay, I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for another tagline. It's... Um, I'm not afraid anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like that one? <laughs> that was a convinced. fun one. My gosh, he is convinced that that kid is the same kid that was doing the leaves. I was not. <laughs> I you was. Too th- I, no, I oh, was. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we're was- twins. This has been discussed already this month. <laughs> Bud was convinced that he was the one that peed himself in the video. <laughs> that was, that's what was up. Bud was like, "No, that's the boy who peed himself in the video." I don't, I'm not convinced, but if so, that's the cruelest thing that's ever been done to a human 100%. being. 100%. I honestly <laughs> think, man, that I, 
I'm not afraid anymore is a good tagline for the movie. <laughs> not I think it's afraid it des- anymore. <laughs> I think it describes what happens at the end. Donnie Darko is not afraid of dying anymore, so he just goes and gets the wormhole and it dies. That's true. I could see that. He's not afraid anymore. <laughs> I know. I just feel like the guys and girls, to be fair, but let's be honest, this is a movie that was ruined by its fandom. Yeah. And these are the guys who are disrupting their philosophy class after watching The Matrix being like, Plato's cave is really like the red pill and the blue pill. You know what I mean? These are those guys. I do want to stay in the cave. (laughs) I think that that is like part of this, right? The toxic masculinity is so ingrained in it the same way it is in Fight Club or in The Matrix and stuff like that, that like... Those kind of people obviously latched on to it. And unfortunately, when we were younger and, you know, exposed to this at the first time, it was the worst kind of dudes. And it just perpetuated for the past 20 some years. My girlfriend used to ask me, what's the point of life if you don't have a dick? Yeah. (laughs) That's That's what my girlfriend said in high school all the time. Did you know it was from the movie? Yeah, we watched the movie all the time. Oh my God, that poor girl. That internalized misogyny. I hope she watched the Barbie movie and got saved. <laughs> Shout out to you, Marcy. I hope I hope you've seen the Barbie film. <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't help myself. I haven't seen it yet. It's just because you're an anger prisoner, Josh. What's Yeah, you're right. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. The Barbie movie's so fucking good. It's actually I'm not it's a prisoner good. of anger, but you're I, an anger prisoner. I am an anger prisoner. <laughs> the two things go together. Anger keeps me prisoner. Now, <laughs> since we've been talking about them, I do have some taglines. I can Ooh, yeah. share them with you right now. We if can you don't also wait. wait. I'm really no, sorry. No, I'm ready for more taglines. I got six of them. Oh my gosh. Because I think that they made encourage more discussion. Yeah. Are you ready for Let's these? Let's go. Do you, do you read them all in a row or do we talk I'll, about them? I'll, I'll, we usually give them a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Or a thumbs down, but I will often add commentary and you're free to. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But yeah, I was going to just say, take your time with them. We can talk about it as much as you want. But yeah, thumbs up or thumbs down if we like them or not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is life is one long, insane trip. Some people just have better directions. It feels too pompous there's too many words no Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it just it feels too it feels like it should be for a drama it's like drama like you know what i mean like my wife died and i'm gonna go to the lake and think about it you gotta take a lot of turns on your way to the lake yeah Yeah. or bill and ted's bonus journey you know what i mean i like it as a bonus journey yeah (laughs) it's it's the sequel it's a bonus journey (laughs) (laughs) so i gotta give it a thumbs down I hate this tagline. I feel really bad about giving you a thumbs down. Dude, don't feel bad. You worked so hard at that. I didn't write this. (laughs) So I can never be a critic. They They tried really hard. I just hope all the teams have fun. Hey, hey, don't worry. Your your, your opinion may change after a few more of these. Sometimes they're so bad. I already wrote the best one. You, You ready for number two? I'm ready. You can never go too far. What the fuck does that mean in reference to this movie? I kind of love it because it's open-ended just like the ending. Well, well, and, and honestly, he he breaks the water pipes at the school so that he can have the day off, so that he can hang out with uh, Jenna Malone and learn about uh, her parents. Didn't yeah. he just want the day off? He just wanted the day off. And yeah. then he burned down Patrick Swayze's house and exposed him as a pedophile, right? Mm-hmm. But as a totally unrelated consequence, he does these things and then good things end up happening. Hold, hold on. Hold on. There's one more thing that he does. Okay. That we can question whether he's gone too far. <laughs> okay. I, he gets a knife held to his throat. Like yeah. on, This is all through. No fault of his own. He's just trying to hang out with Grandma he's, Death. Yeah. 
Then his girlfriend gets run over by a car. Then he shoots a man through his eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he, he go too far? Uh, maybe. The next thing he does he is he takes his dead girlfriend's body and he puts it into the car and then he takes it to a wormhole. Now he, that's too far. He goes to like fucking Wyoming and does a Brokeback Mountain and puts his girlfriend and himself up into the wormhole. Is that right? a, I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, You've bro- brought it up like four times, man. Just, he's in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna so, give this hold a thumbs on. Up. I kind of love it. <laughs> We're gonna, uh, thumbs up all around for those one. Okay. We're gonna come back after that. I want to talk about that exact scene. Okay. What the wormhole? That no, girlfriend. The the. I'll write it Gretchen down so we remember. Shot right. Gretchen doesn't get shot. She gets hit by a car. Oh, God, my he mistake. Knows. Oh God. He's drinking water, y'all. I am sorry. So they're at Grandma Death's house. They break into her cellar door, right? Because that's the most poetic word. The most poetic word. Get it? They're in Do you the, get it? And then Seth and, and Danny are in there robbing her. Of what? I don't know. What would be in Grandma Death's Oh, cellar? no, she, that Dad mentioned it was set up. This, oh, yeah. Uh, say what you will about this movie, but they do do setups for everything that comes later. Because she's rich. No, she has a gem collection. Ah. He said she was famous for her gem collection. Word. Okay, so they're in there trying to rob her. I love writing. <laughs> but Gretchen and Donnie are in the basement, and Gretchen just starts playing the piano that's down there. She played one note, but still. All right, all right. You're home alone <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I'm a terrible example. I have two cats, but yes, continue. They're not in the middle of nowhere. They live in a small community, it's definitely and she lives city. at the end of the street. Okay, you live in a secluded area <laughs> okay, alone. Iowa. Yes, yes. Your, your nickname going. is Grandma Death, and all of a sudden, on... On Devil's Night, your piano starts playing in the basement. <laughs> I'd I be scared. I'd be go. scared too. I wouldn't keep. I wouldn't keep my gems down there for you, one. You know what I'd do? I'd go outside and check the mail. That's what I'd do. If someone's yes, me too. <laughs> if someone was breaking into my house and I was Grandma Death, I would go check the mail. I would go check the mail. Seriously, because like, what is she gonna do? What's she gonna Dude, do? If about I it? heard a piano getting played and I didn't live with anyone, I would just assume a ghost was playing me a tune and say thanks. I would assume right that someone was breaking into my house and just hope that my fortifications were good enough to keep them out. And if not, I'm an old lady. And like I'm I'll die. lock my so door and grab cops. my gun. I probably have because it's Iowa. I do guess. You think right? Grandma Death probably has at least three guns. She absolutely. Assume, she's yeah. definitely got a shotgun. Did you see that hair? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that hair does not so come from a non-gun owner. Now what? So then, once they're inside and they get caught by the robbers, they drag each other out of the basement. All four of the boys and Gretchen are, are all, excuse me, all three, it's just four five of, of the boys. There's, there's the two friends, Donnie, Gretchen, and the two dickheads, right? Uh-huh. Where did the friends come from? They were just they were chilling at the party They, and they he was rode like, their bikes, right? Yeah, they did a Stranger thing. So <laughs> there's this <laughs> Donnie had scuffle, the right? There's this scuffle, then... Then Frank is driving up, and he goes. He sees Grandma Death swerves out of the way, hits Gretchen on the ground. Yeah. And Why then, were you laying in the middle of the road? Exactly, she wasn't. She right? was laying in the fucking yard. Was Grandma Death outside this entire time? She witnessed or, the whole crowd. Or did she like? While the kids are fighting, then she walks out of the house and walks right past him over to the mailbox. Just yeah, they're doing whatever they're doing. We're gonna leave them alone, right? Deleted scene. We're we're <laughs> that's what I'm just like wondering. Was she already outside? And then like they came outside, and then she kind of was like just caught. Imagine between. how crazy the scene would be if it was all from Grandma Death's point of view. I know. I really and think that Grandma Death out. was not 
doing great at perceiving reality. I don't so know. this might be a moot point. It's because she's a time traveler. It, oh, is it that tax, why? It tax yeah. your brain. Yeah. I was just, that whole thing was just like, I was confused. It was very confusing. As to where she was during this whole situation, right? Yeah. And then after Gretchen is hit by the car and Frank gets shot, Donnie takes his car? I like that nobody's responsible in this situation until Donnie takes the car. (laughs) See, the car didn't start, right? Yeah, so he just ran. Then he goes back to his house and takes his mom's car. Yeah. Sick whip. So I'm wondering, did he take Frank's car to get Gretchen back there, or did that motherfucker pick her up? And carry her. And carry her the entire way. They had a shot of him carrying her. Okay, so he did carry her. Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't remember for the life of me. Yeah. I was like, did he toss her on a bike in the basket? No, <laughs> it was it was very uncomfortable to he, watch. He her home. Okay. He definitely was carrying her like in yeah. his forearms like you would carry a... A Jesus. I okay. guess, yeah. Okay. Like you would carry a Jesus. I was just a little confused. I wanted <laughs> to clear lot. it up. Yeah. Okay, we cleared it up, have <laughs> yeah. we? Yeah, no. Yeah, because I, I was just confused. Or I didn't know we. how he got home with her, but... Yeah, he did carry her. I'm sorry. I don't know how I remember all this. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't playing phone games. I watched. I was trying to do a good job for you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. I didn't play any phone games either. Yay. You ready for the next tagline? Yes. Absolutely. Be afraid of the dark. Oh. Two thumbs way oh. up. Yeah, that was the punch up I was going to offer. Be afraid of the dark. Oh. I like it. So that's funny. I like that one better than the one that they gave us, but uh, that, that uh, it's too funny. This movie ain't funny. Be, you said be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of the dark. Well, it's like I don't think the dark had anything to do with it. Oh, his name. I know, but because like, he's dark, man. Like he's got that hunch, and he's always glowering and doing had, his nightcrawler face. I love that you said glowering. That's, glowering. He was. He was. Next. Uh, I, oh, wait. We didn't give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Sorry. Uh, I did too. I did two yeah, thumbs I, up. I'll, I'll give it. Oh, that one's getting thumbs I'll up? I'll give it one. All right. All right. This one's going to be Josh's favorite one. Kay. No. Dark. Darker. Darko. Oh. Darkman. <laughs> I think it should be Darkman. Darko man. Uh, wait. What did you say it again? Dark. Darker. Darko. Vince, why would you say that I would like that? Because you're you're a cool guy. <laughs> Vince, I'm offended. It's a rule of threes, man. <laughs> okay, thumbs up. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I'll accept. I'm Wi-Fi. The, the next here, one. Fun. <laughs> the next one is, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Well, uh, duh. Dude, I love ew. the stupid man suit beer from Beer Nectar. Beer Nectar. Bee Nectar. Oh, that is really good. That's yeah. my favorite one that they make, stupid man suit. Oh, it's very it's good. It's really good. Big, big Shout ups. out to Bee Nectar in Ferndale. Contact yeah. us for sponsorship opportunities. I love all their shit, but that's my favorite one. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I go back and forth between that one and uh, the punk lemonade. Oh, really? Oh, that Not zombie killer? Uh, the zombie killer is a little sweet for me. Uh, the, the, I think the lemonade is sweeter. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's not boozy enough, too. Yeah. The, the zombie it's, killer is like 7%. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. And if I'm going to go for something low alcohol content, I'm going to go with the dude's rug every time. It's good dude's warm. Or I don't it's, think I've had that one. It's good warm. Good. It's good room temperature. It's good cold. It's All right. a different experience at every temperature. Yeah, Bean Nectar Meadery in Ferndale, Michigan. <laughs> we, yeah. This is not an ad. We just like drinking. Yeah, no, that that uh, fucking stupid man suit's got the black currant in it. Oh, Ooh, it's got that like weird flavor that you don't get much else. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. in your booze. Fuck no, yeah. it's fucking sick. So I got 
to give this one a thumbs up, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm giving it a thumbs down because this is what every annoying person who loves this movie would say. Or like, do you remember AIM? Like AOL Instant Messenger? Sure. Yeah. And this was a status. But Annie, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Why are you wearing society's masks, man? I like, ain't wearing we shit. All, I work you, at home. I live here. When you think about it, you just wear society's masks, man. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. Stop reminding me. <laughs> All right, the last one. Yeah. Oh, there's one more. Yeah. yeah. This was for the director's cut re-release. <laughs> oh. 87 more minutes of trash <laughs> that was deleted from the original film. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plus a uh, five-minute shot of every page save him of from himself. <laughs> the cult phenomena returns summer 2004. What? Why would you even say that, Vince? <laughs> is that really the tagline? Yeah. Oh. It was for the director's cut re-release. Okay, so give me the first half again. The cult phenomena, as in the movie, that exists. <laughs> I mean, oh there's God. like literally anything better than Returns 2004. Returns 2004. Only four years later. Three years later. What? What is okay? It can't be a cult movie three years later. Okay, I, I think it's a we cult movie to, today. Yeah, I would give it that tagline a stupid thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, somebody got paid more than we will make in a year. To come up with that. This is the this is the crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Annie. Yes. I gotta ask you a very important question. Uh-oh. How do you feel about 9-11? What? Is this a thing that you do? Yeah. It's a recurring segment on our show. How do you feel about 9-11? I feel you think bad I'm joking. about it. We also feel bad about it. I'm glad I feel to hear bad about it page. because for lots of reasons, a lot of people died and then it totally ruined America's foreign policy for the next, it's still happening. And thereby the world. Yeah. Um, okay. So and next- it reinforced all of our worst feelings about brown people. Vince, do you want to ask her the follow-up question? Who did it? Oh my God. Really? Really? When did you guys get right wing? Oliver Stone. <laughs> Oliver Stone did it. Uh, Rem Lazar did it. Um, you can Google Rem Lazar melts steel beams. Hell yeah. Some people choose to dodge the question, but not Annie. No, Rem Lazar. Um, uh, we're just taking a poll. www.redlettermedia.com. I wouldn't endorse necessarily anyone besides from <laughs> Oliver Stone, but... Uh, Oliver Stone did it. Other than that... Oliver Stone I never just take Damon. a stance on it. Oh my gosh. But uh, it's, we're Someone's going to take this out of context when this, I'm like this trying, this is, to, trying to get a job. I don't think you could take it out of context. I asked you who did 9-11 and you responded. Yeah, Ron Lazar. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Vince asked. Um, this came out before 9-11, so... And that's really? the thing. Yes, yeah. just before, right? And In January. It, ha- it involved plane stuff. It couldn't have come out after 9-11. That's yeah, true, I yeah. I don't think it would have. No, they didn't do anything except uh, like stopping terrorists on planes and that's the other thing that makes it like fight club right it's mm-hmm. about the malaise of just like living in a society where nothing's it's happening. so hard to be a dude man and then after 9-11 it's like oh now we can make war movies yeah well you know all those Catherine bigelow was so like, fucking stoked to make a war movie <laughs> the best thing that Catherine bigelow has ever done is win that oscar instead of james cameron after they had gotten divorced yeah it's, it's just chef's kiss girl power love it that's boss Barbie moves. I mean, she directed Near Dark. It's a golden hit of a movie. She's amazing. We got to watch Strange Days. Yeah. 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 Tagline, um, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> Soul Plane was released in 2004. <laughs> it's a movie about a plane. It's a yeah. year I graduated from high school. That's to make us feel good about flying after 9-11. When oh, was the ladies' man released? Fl- we got to fly again. <laughs> the gotta- ladies' man? 
Soul Plane. I feel like that was like... Soul Plane's a movie that's to make you feel good about flying again. It is. When did they release United 93? That was pretty recent, but that was like valorizing the people who uh, prevented worst casualties at the Pentagon, right? Mark Wahlberg. Was Mark, it? It was Mark Wahlberg. I never saw it because no, like, that story is it. actually like legitimately upsetting. I cried from the real story. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. No, it's a- man was 2000. <laughs> That's free 9-11, baby. Yeah. That was. 9-11 changed everything, you guys. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko could have never existed after 9-11, I don't no. think. No. Not just because it has plain stuff in it, but I just don't, like, don't think this is how people felt anymore. No. They weren't, we weren't, na- like, this is kind of a navel-gazy movie, right? Well, the malaise wasn't yet, you know, you didn't yet know to blame it on people. Besides yeah. women. Obviously, because your mom. yeah, your bitch mom, man, you're in your room just reading your bitch mom's like asking you if you're OK and trying to care about you. God damn it. Listen, I shut up, mom. I very rarely say that word. And this movie says, says it so much, says it so much that mm-hmm. I have said it like 40 times oh, in yeah. the last half hour. Yeah, it's oh, my no. least favorite word. And I like, I just it's not a word that I use because it's not like a way that I feel about people. Mm-mm. Like I don't feel mad about women in a particular way that is feeling that they are nagging or whatever that word implies. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's all the stuff that it says. And like if you use it against a man, I think it is even more misogynist. But to say a man is nagging? To uh, say that a man is womanly in a way that is uh, that makes them feel emasculated. Oh, there's uh, reams of academic and not epidemic uh, materials about this. See, and I haven't looked at or read most of them, but that's just like how I feel about that particular word. And that's mm-hmm. why I don't like to use it. But this movie likes it a lot. Yeah. Well, and as, as Vince said, it's probably meant as a critique, but the people who love it are too dumb to know that. Mm-hmm. Or when they call women bitches, they're like, well, I was joking. Yeah. Don't you? Can't you take a joke, you bitch? But then at the end of the movie, the guys who are the most misogynistic end up being like literal, like breaking in editors and like pretend and murderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and what happens to them? Do they have consequences? No, because Donnie Darko goes back in time and stops all of it from fucking <laughs> happening. No one has any consequences <laughs> for anything for their bad behavior, and that's why I give this movie three out of five stars. <laughs> Three out of You're five You're jumping stars, way out. We haven't Josh. even talked about Swayze and all of his pleated khakis. We didn't even talk about Swayze yet. You're right. He's got so many cardies. Let's keep talking about more. Fashion wait, corner, Wait, baby. wait. Before we go oh, to Swayze. What? I've, I've got feelings before we talk about Swayze. One more thing. One more serious note, if that's okay. All right. I, I feel like one of the ideas that is like half formed that didn't quite get to where it needed to go is like a class thing. Okay. Um, okay. Because you know what the... The Swayze scale. Tales. No, I don't. Oh, okay. We'll continue. Sorry. I listened. I listened to a bunch of your show, but I get distracted. My ADHD kicks. We'll just continue though about the class thing because no, 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 the class thing because this is just a perfect encapsulation of like suburbanite class expectation. And what brought it home was when uh, what's her face, bitch, bitch lady, Mrs. Farmer, Mrs. Farmer, when she's talking to Donnie Darko's mom, and like saying that she would never ask. And um, it wasn't that it was uh, when she said, you know, I've seen the way your son's behaving. And I think that it means that you're a shitty mother, basically. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And she's and like, like, oh, he should listen to Jim, Jim Cunningham. He should listen to Jim Cunningham. And also like you are a shitty parent because your son sucks sometimes. Because your son. No, yeah, because you your son is serious. Your sparkle motion. You're, no, your son is seriously mentally ill. 
Yeah. And that's why you're a shitty mother. And yeah, that's, because it's the mom, it's always the mom's fault. It's another misogynist thing. If, mm-hmm. Listen, if your kid's an asshole, I think it is fair to blame you. But if your kid is legitimately mentally ill, but like a genius, I don't think it is fair to blame you. Well, I don't think it's fair to blame everything on one person ever, but like kids are people. Like they, they, they have, have behaviors, regardless of what you say, like she was clearly trying to push him into behaving better and you just wouldn't. Kids are people. They're not just extension of the parents. Well, I, I think that if you have two parents, they both share the blame. You can't blame it on one person <laughs> ever because there's what always two society, parents, man? but you can't blame it on two people. But yeah, I just thought it was just lovely because Suburbanite, there's like the super mom, PTA mom. Hell yeah. Like, and it was just all of that and how bad it sucks for everybody. And then dad gets to just be like totally minimal effort. And we're all mm-hmm. like, cool. Yeah. We love dad. Just laughing while I eat some oh, pizza. Dad's great. I think last time I said dad was my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. He He's doesn't. pretty solid. He doesn't really do much. No, mm-hmm. he sucks. In this watch, my favorite character was Drew Barrymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her, you what, complained about her literally the, the entire whole time. time. Every time she was on screen, you were a bitch. Yep. Yeah, and it's <laughs> <laughs> a powerful performance. I think she went nuts because she was so bored in that suburban hell. No. I just like I was I, like, oh I my god, that. she's a terrible teacher. She's like, not how can she work at this school? But like How the, can how can she, you keep hearing reading the same essay over and over and not hate everyone and then she's like okay so i just want to spice things up but why does the new girl sit next to the cutest boy yeah that was fucked up actually (laughs) that was really weird and then she's like donnie you've experienced severe trauma recently why don't you tell us about the book and donnie's like ha it's all funny i think it's funny and she's like that's the right answer why don't you see me after class (laughs) that's not what she said but that's what that's the tone was right (laughs) i i didn't i still don't understand the cellar door thing it was a famous quote, um, but the idea is like the cellar is a super dark place, feels very hopeless, and the door is the light. It's hope. It's your way out. Like the darkness is not ever, like never ending. The cellar door is the end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a cellar door can just like, like someone can put some dirt on top the of it. The first thing I thought about was Evil Dead. I'm like, that's a terrible thing. A cellar door is bad mm. because there's only one way out. Yeah. I've watched too many horror movies. But like, I'm glad that we have the same reaction <laughs> to Cellar like, oh Door. <laughs> Apparently, I just thought it was like a, a collection of like syllables. I know. It looks really pretty and cursive, I guess. <laughs> so like hearing that it's described as hope is to me wrong. Yeah. I can see it, but I don't agree with so it. The conception is wrong. To yeah. Me. I mean, I, I, I understand the metaphor that, you know, like yeah. if it's supposed to be representing hope, I get that. But like, the way that Drew Barrymore said it in the movie, she's like, yeah, this is just the most interesting phrase. It's just what it is. Yeah. Doesn't, she doesn't provide any context. There was no, a deleted scene minds. that also provided no context. <laughs> Except for like, she flirted with him more. Yes. It was bizarre. He's enormous. Like his, his stature is so much larger than hers. And also his therapist. <laughs> I was therapist just going to sort of let that land for a second. <laughs> and, and his sisters. And like he is, he has an enormous stature. He looks like a monster because he's super senior. Yeah. Yeah. He he's got held enormous. back because he went to jail. His stature, I mean. <laughs> Look at him. He's enormous. Isn't he? I think so. Totally. Uh, uh, he's enormous. <laughs> I was I was just looking at my, uh, I got IMDb opened up. Right? Yeah. And I heard us talking about Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg just scooted across. I was like, oh, hmm. boy. 
Don't you want to look at me? Don't no. you want my burgers? Nobody wants to look at you. Well, the, here's the deal. I watched Saw 2 yesterday. There's Donnie Wahlberg in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Donnie's I haven't in seen a few that since them, it right? came out. Saw 2. I, I remember the needle pit. That's what I remember. Oh, it yep. was still, it was still, I still had to look away. Yeah. It was fucked up. It was horrible. The other one I like. Oh, the hand one? <laughs> what, what I, about, did a, I did a, I did a pantomime, so. What about getting, Perfect for audio. <laughs> get, getting into the, like, the little sewer out coves. What? what? The second one, when, when, the, when there was like a bomb was going to go off and everybody had to get into the different, like. That, that's not Saw 2, that's like Saw 5. No, it's Saw 2. It's like the first test they have to do as a group. Nope. Okay, the first test is to not this. open the door because the door blows the guy's head off when he opens it. Okay, well, what was and the, then second the second one? The second one is they go into the basement yeah. and the guy who's been shady the whole time, Jigsaw's like, you've burned everyone that you've ever worked with. Yeah. And that's why I put you in this trap because you helped me kidnap all these people. So why don't you get in this oven? And there's two goddamn cures in there. You got to get the antidotes because they're getting like gassed okay. through the well, house. I remember that, yeah. You're talking about Saw 5. No, I've never seen Saw 5. It has to be Saw 2 is what I'm telling you. Okay. Well, it doesn't happen in the movie I watched yesterday. Oh, maybe it happens in because Saw 3 has the lady that's all hung up in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And it involves... That's true. All this is true. Yeah, and then, then there's, a, there's a furnace with a bunch of uh, See, stuffed we, animals. There's a series called Vince's Saw <laughs> that, that has to exist. Yeah, uh, this is now a Saw podcast. I'm here for it. And then the fourth one... Jigsaw's been dead the whole time. Did you watch the new one with Chris Rock? No. no. I haven't seen it or yet. Or the next new one. There's I'm, a newer one Oh, now. of course there is. There's such Saw 7 makers. was actually my favorite. Saw 10 happens between Saw 1 and Saw 2. That's oh true. Oh my God. That's true. See, I don't like, the torture thing really bothers me. I, I read a review a, yesterday like on Letterboxd. I'm Joshua C.Y. Vince is Vince Trya. No, he's Vince and <laughs> Follow us on Letterboxd. Um, I read one that said that uh, Saw is continuity porn. It's for the guy that corners you at the bar like in that mm-hmm. meme and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, let me tell you, Saw mm-hmm. 10 actually takes place between <laughs> Saw 10 You just did that to me in real life. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about the songs. Josh did it. You didn't do it. Josh did it. I did it. Jigsaw's been dead the whole time. I, uh, you know, like, that's what it's for. It's for that guy who knows too much about the stupid fucking movies. Snake killed Dumbledore. And he gave it like a five-star review, but he's like, this is what it is. It's continuity porn. And this movie makes the continuity so fucking sweet and delicious. Oh, my God. It's insane. I don't, like... That's I so love the review, even though I didn't love the movie. <laughs> I don't remember what happens in the fourth one. Uh, I don't either, but I'm Saw sure, 5 is I'm all sure about hands. I'm sure there's some people tortured. Saw 5 is like, we all got to work together, bro. It's family. Oh, it's it's a, it's a Fast and the Furious. It's about family. And, well, yes. it is in the end, but the whole time they've been yeah. treating it like a Saw movie, so they've all been throwing <laughs> each other in front of the traps instead of taking, like, they're all supposed to be working together against oh, the traps. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, like, that's not revealed until the last guy is there alone. <laughs> Jigsaw's like, you probably killed all of your friends. And if you had all your friends, then you would have enough blood to get through this because you need 10 pints of blood. That. And then there's the... That's all five! That's the movie you're talking about with the with the bomb, dude. They've I, all got to get in the little tubes. Apparently you have seen Saw have 5. I, I've yeah. seen Saw 5? That's, this really is what have. we've learned on the podcast today is that Vince has seen Saw 5. And that Holy you're a spoiler. <laughs> you live for spoilers of movies that have already come out. Dude. Continuity porn. Well, I think that they need to... You remember Freddy versus Jason? They should do Saw versus The Fast and the Furious. Freddy versus Jason was sick. Okay, yeah. 
that's not the point. I won't give any more for their (laughs) Saw spoilers. That's it. Thank you. All right. I was talking about Freddy versus Jason the other day with Joe. Yeah. V. Because. Saw V. Jason goes to hell. Right? I get it. And then. (laughs) This is all getting cut. (laughs) This is all getting cut out of the podcast. (laughs) Then after Jason goes to hell, Jason X came out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jason X happens in the future. So, does Freddy vs. Jason, which came out the year after Jason mm-hmm. X, happen in continuity? So then you go, Jason J- goes to hell, then <laughs> Jason versus Freddy, and then Jason X. Yeah. Or the Jason other Jason in space! I know. So, so, the thing to keep in mind here, Vince, really, what? is that no one knew what they were doing no. in the Friday the 13th. They just wanted boobs and blood. Man, it's the best. Part. But the only, the only good Friday the thirteenth is is Jason lives. But that's a whole nother discussion. Do you think that they knew and saw the entire time? No, they don't. That's they why, definitely that's don't. That's why Saw Ten is. They're just making it up. That's their cash cow. They just had to keep thinking. What could we do? What could we do? What could we do? He died in the third one. It, it could have been the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was supposed to. It was marketed as a trilogy. And then at the when time, the seventh it was marketed one came as out, a trilogy. and then the seventh one came out, it said it's all full circle. Yeah, which is to imply that it's over. Yeah. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. For, they did end it for a while. Yeah. But yeah, it was Saw the final chapter, right? And it ruled. It, it was, was Friday the 13th, the, the final chapter. That well, was, it was the fourth saw- one. Yeah, and then they made four more. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. They made really 10. That's they why there's probably fa- made 10 more. I'm miscounting, sorry. And that's why there's Fast and the Furious 10 part two. Vince. I really want Fast and the Furious in space. It already went I would to totally space. watch that. No, I, we space. were promised space. It went to space in Fast 9. Really? Yes. Spoilers. Face. <laughs> <laughs> Commentary. It's, like a, it's just like Elon Musk. Movies. Man, it's they a, were so ahead of their time. It's Pontiac Fiera. <laughs> we we really misjudge Vin Diesel. Now, did you have any opinions about Gretchen in this movie? Oh. Because I felt that Gretchen was kind of fleshed out. Like we got that little bit of a backstory with her, you know, ex- telling us that she was in the uh you know, witness protection program. We found out about her parents and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. having the violent history. And then um, we don't really find out much more outside of the fact that she wants to, like, instill, like, pleasant feelings in children with her, you know, science project with Johnny. Like, what else do we know about her? I think – any? do you have any thoughts? No, no, no. I want you to yeah, – Okay, uh – I think that she doesn't exist, right? She's telling what she's telling him is a lie, right? She tells him, "My my family's in the witness protection program. I chose the name Gretchen. That's mm-hmm. a fucking joke, you right?" Think so, why why do you say the joke? Why would she yeah. choose the name Gretchen? That's the joke. What's wrong with the name? Yeah, Gretchen? no, I think you're right. I think because she, she said it sarcastically. That? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just how she says it. She okay. said it sarcastically. Like, <laughs> she's, she's like, like, I chose the name Gretchen. Okay, I, I didn't pick funny. up on that. I thought she was laughing at the absurdity of the situation. Like, yeah, I picked Gretchen Ross. This is the first time I've ever thought this before. But uh, yeah, it, <laughs> what if what if it, all of it's a lie? Well, we never see it. it what if she's a compulsive liar? Yeah. What if she is? Well, it doesn't change anything if she is or not. Like she well, has I mean, an emotional crisis. What do you mean? It changes that her dad is trying to kill her mom necessarily. So what? She's still having an emotional crisis. So it, it at at some point it doesn't matter if it's real or fake. You're dealing with the emotions as they exist at the time. Mm-hmm. So he's providing her comfort during an emotional crisis. Yeah. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. She smooched him. 
Yeah, she smooched him with her lady parts. What? What? <laughs> I like then, how I'm the the misogynist one on this show. And then, she put, and then he put his head against her tummy and was like, I love the tummy. Oh. What's in there? Oh, Tony. I don't know. I thought she could have been fleshed out more. I feel like I don't really know who she was. We heard about the people around her, but not her. That's yeah. why I'm saying yeah. that she yeah. could have been lying. We mm-hmm. didn't right? actually have any material evidence of what she, of all of her backstory that she claims. We or she could have been a poorly written woman. Yes, exactly. She, like, <laughs> I mean, the woman is so poorly written that she could be a, a compulsive liar. And well, we all, the, know. all the women except for Donnie's mom, in my opinion, are written like two-dimensional characters. They are caricatures of people. They are not people. The therapist ridiculous like the worst Quack. possible mm-hmm. therapist the teacher flirts with her students she's so outrageous Wildly unethical right the mrs farmer she's so intense and she's so yeah. into crazy like ultimately. these are all stereotypes grandma death doesn't talk she's just a symbol she's not she's a, a person she's a symbol yeah except for donnie's mom who i love although that could be argued too because she's it's the just, mother it's just because she, i love her no mm-hmm. she's, she's i'm not gonna mother. say anything bad about the first lady you couldn't ever What's her I could name? Never. Mary McDowell. Oh my God, I love her. Jill Biden. <laughs> she's no, what, a teacher. Yeah. She, no, she, 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 she was something. She was the first lady in Independence Day. I'm a she, classic. She, Jill Biden. Mary McDonald was a <laughs> yeah. two-time Oscar-nominated actress. <laughs> she was a really good actress. Yeah. I thought she did a good job. She's two times now. She was in Battlestar Galactica. She's really? two times in it. I thought everyone was in Battlestar. Sort of like everyone was in Star Trek if you look hard enough. She was the enough. president in Battlestar Galactica. She's a good authority figure. She's a good president. We love her. Mm-hmm. We love her. She's the this president you, of this Mary. home. What did fucking dad do? <laughs> Rat or bad? There you go. That's what I want for my birthday. In th- this house, Mary is my president. <laughs> I think I think Mr. Darko's a rad dad still. <laughs> He's a pretty rad dad. I don't think he's a rad dad. I mean, like he's got I, that rad dad bod. I, he's that Rockin'. fucking <laughs> that. Oh, I, I, I thought in the last watch, I still get this vibe as well that you know he's the Republican that listens to fish. Totally right. Totally like he's like ah, oh, you know, uh, we should. We should definitely be conservative with all these kind of things, but like, you know, maybe we should have a little weed. Well, that's, God, there's like the the boomer stereotype, right? They start out as hippies. They start out as liberal and then they get more conservative. You know, you're, my grandpa used to say this. What was it? Uh, if you're not liberal when you're young, you don't have a heart. If you're not conservative when you're old, you don't have a head. That's what they all say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> But that's but, the. I agree with you. That's exactly Donnie Darko's dad. But that's I have a question vibe. though. Why does it have to be in 1988? Is is that tangentially related to what we were just talking about? Because hmm. like I was wondering why it's a period piece. I don't know. I think maybe to, um, you know, make make the finding out that that Swayze was a pedophile hmm. more uh, drastic. It would have been shocking. Because in the yeah. 80s, it wasn't as talked about, and that was still a huge bogeyman. Because, you know, obviously, kids have been getting snatched since, like, beginning of time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it still was like, oh, not in our town, not in my backyard, and all that bullshit. Now we know that, like, yeah, no, kidnappings happen everywhere. You know? Well, kidnappings and, like, people of authority who present a certain way. I said kidnappings. I meant like, pedophilia. What yeah. do we? Excuse me. I think he, he had kids in a sex ring, though, too. I think there was this, maybe both. This is the thing. Are you, are you sure? I thought that he just had some child pornography. At his I'm house. not sure. I'm not sure. 
because I thought that, that was it might just old... be material. Yeah, because I, I but don't the re- newspaper said Kitty's sex ring. Yeah, it did say all that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. How do I remember this? I'm doing so good. I should drink all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, it wasn't a punchline yet. It yeah. was still a known, but like, I don't know. You say Catholic Church to someone, that's the first thing they're going to say is like pedophiles, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's well, n- it wasn't a trope back in 2001 necessarily. May, maybe it also was to just remove the cell phones and everything else. Even though in like 2001, cell phones were completely different than they are now. But like, I don't know. Cell phones. That's a, that's a good explanation. There's that's no computers. There's no internet. Yeah. You know, it makes information travel differently because yeah. all of the things that the characters were doing, like Mrs. Farmer and stuff like that. She looks exactly like the people we see on the news today, Mm -hmm. but this was made 20 some years ago and she was supposed to be betraying someone in the 80s. Like it it would have been something that like, oh, there's Kitty. She's just a little too religious and that's where it would end. But she's like spouting off these kind of like ridiculous, like multi-level marketing, just viewpoints constantly. Yeah. Yeah. She's just talking down to everybody, just being generally shitty. And just like, she sucks. Well, and the way information travels, that's such a good way to put it. Because how does Donnie learn about stuff? He's talking to his teacher, nerd, and he gets a book. You mm-hmm. think about how a kid would learn today? Get they would book, have nerd. to do nothing like yeah. that. Get a book, nerd. Right? And the book was written by this lady who lives up the street from you. And he's yeah. like, I can just go to her house and harass her right? personally. And it's mm-hmm. never like independently qualified. There's not five books or 500 on the internet and also wild cons- like Imagine nothing. the cops trying to interview uh, Grandma Death. They yeah. got her and they're like, so what happened in your front lawn? You were standing right there. All the kids said so. And she's like, Grandma Death on the stand. Alone. And the cops are like, all right, thank you for your time. <laughs> so Gretchen was alone and was hit by a ghost car. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The end. I think you're right with, with let's with, get into the vortex. <laughs> I think you're right. Gretchen was alone and she was in the vortex. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think you were correct to say that the mama Darko Rose Darko was the only person that was really fleshed out in any kind of real way. She had a lot of lines. She had a lot of lines. She had, uh, she, we saw a few emotions from her. Mm-hmm. The only, we did though. the only emotions we saw from Gretchen seemed to be, uh, horny, horny and <laughs> sad. Uh, sad or angry. And Donnie also horny. Sad. Oh, he's just horny and angry. Or he's the doing the crouch, time. like yeah. the hunch, man. Mom was honestly the same. Um, do you think that her reading it Wait, in the beginning on. of the movie was symbolism? I wrote that down, um, and I think it probably is because the whole premise of it is that, uh, well, it's for those of you who haven't read it, shame on you, go read it. But it's a monster that takes the form of your worst fear. Yeah, and like Donnie's worst fear was what dying that alone guy who and killed his girlfriend, being lonely, right? Dying alone, being lonely, life not having any meaning. Mm-hmm. I'd say those were the three big through lines, and like. If that is symbolism, I guess it works. But again, it's just like, it feels so surface. I I, I was going to say the the, the thing that I felt about it was that like the evil was resonant from dairy itself. Like Mm. it it went one and the same, right? Yeah. Uh, So that would then 
absolve Donnie of all of his wrongdoings, just saying that middle sex was compelling him to do these things. That's actually a good point. Um, well, oh, okay, but ultimately that's true from every perspective, right? A society is what makes anyone do anything. Oh, it's nature versus nurture. Because earlier, earlier I said you can only blame the parents. There's only two people to blame. If you want to break it down to the smallest number of people to blame for how a child is, how they are, it's the parents. But you said it's a society. And, and it it's is. also the child because at some point they become self-determinant. Sure, but the society shapes them, like dairy. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? It, yeah, and you'll notice some people chose to leave dairy. Well, yeah. These kids chose to fight back in dairy. They I, have self-determination. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if only they could only make the internet work in dairy, they could make the <laughs> If only they had a cell phone to capture it on it on camera. <laughs> yeah, just call the IT crowd. Hello. I've got a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Did you turn it off and on again? <laughs> yeah, it's still on. I need some soap, I think. I forgot that I was a clown. I've been laughing the whole time because you're a little kitty cat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a clown. It's silly. You were talking about it. I'm a clown. My nose came off. I didn't off. even make that connection. <laughs> My nose came off because it's on the microphone. <laughs> Your mic's going to be so pretty. <laughs> So, Davi Chase, Samantha Darko, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this until I was just poking around on her IMDb page, but she was in one of my favorite scary movies. Which one? Ooh, which one? Oh, she was Samara in the Ring. I knew this. Ooh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't, didn't realize it. And, and, like, she looked familiar. And then after reading it, I was like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But you may have heard her voice in the 2002 Disney mm-hmm. movie Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. Lilo's I voice. I didn't know oh this my gosh. as well. Yes, it mm-hmm. Okay, these are big deals. So she got Lilo probably off the strength of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's possible, yes. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, she is she does- still doing stuff? Uh, her last credit is showing in 2016. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a while. And that was a, a voice for a video game. But I told you that she was not in S. Darko. She's not in that movie. No, she's not. Oh, she is. What? She is the star of S. Darko. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's a movie we got to watch. Yep. Tomorrow. Yeah. It, so, so Josh found that S. Darko it not only has uh, Samantha in it, but it has two of the other girls from some, uh, Sparkle Motion as well. Mm-hmm. And the uh, description is as follows. Darting Darko's little sister, Samantha, and her best friend, Corey, are on a cross-country road trip. What? But soon find themselves entangled in a dangerous glitch from the time-space continuum. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Do you really want to watch that? Uh, yeah. It sounds like it's got a road trip in it, which is one of the essential items on our Swayze scale. Swayze scale. It is. Okay, so tell me, yeah, I'm I'm very curious, but I'll wait. I'll wait until it comes up organically. Well, I mean, in my opinion, it's because time is any to address the Yeah, let's talk about, well, we, uh, so do we get to do a fashion something or other? Because, man, there was some fashion happening in this movie. Yeah, we can fashion all you want. Because so many pleated pants. Can I just say? Whose pleated pants were, were the best pleated pants? Swayze's, obviously. Pants. But also Rad Dad, he was blowing leaves. And those pleated khakis, man. <laughs> Why would you pleat your khakis, first of all? <laughs> I don't I, know. I, is that how they came, do you think? Yeah, it was It was a fashion in, thing. Kept them in, you know, crisp. It's like, I, I starch them, 
I iron them. And then I go blow my leaves. Blow my leaves. Maybe it's plated so no one can tell if it gets wrinkled when you sit down. Maybe he just went and did some business and he came home and he's like, I got to go and do do some yard work real quick. Fine, I guess that works, man. I'll go put up my work plates. (laughs) (laughs) My work plates. Put up my work plates, yeah. (laughs) And my Timberlands. Oh my God. So good. I, I thought he was a rad dad. I thought that he was hands off. I think that he was a bad dad. But I think that's still pretty rad. Uh, so. I think that's also, I don't think it's unusual. That was like a normal dad level of involvement, yeah. which is fine. Oh, I mean, he was good enough. He's there. Except not for Donnie Darko, who needed better clearly than a that. better dad. <laughs> he needed a firm hand. Yeah, Donnie clearly From needed a better From both of his parents. Dad. I think that... Um, firm hand. The, <laughs> it's not something I believe in. <laughs> just to be clear, I think, the I bar think firmer for, boundaries, perhaps. I think the movie thinks that he needed a firm hand, but I don't. I don't believe in that. I agree. I think that Donnie may have needed more of a father figure. Mm-hmm. But do you think that Jim Cunningham could have done it if he wasn't a pedophile somehow? Oh my God. No, don't derail no, him. Not at all. <laughs> but I was going to say, bad dad. I I think that I'm just not getting fucking <laughs> Eddie Darko. He's like, he should have been a better father figure for Donnie. Mm-hmm. But I think that our bar for what is a rad dad is so low. That's true. That he is like, he's he's making silly jokes. Mm-hmm. He's he's actually like showing up places to and do things And he's not doing active kids. harm. Yeah. He's not making a complete ass out of himself. Like, he's a pretty rad dad. All yeah. Right, that's all it takes. He's not actively helping in anything. Oh, he's just not bad. Yeah. He's yeah. just not bad. Yeah. You know, yeah, I understand. Okay. That's Providing, what I'm he provides to say. minimal yeah. emotional support, what I about, suppose. What about their friend's dad, the doctor? Oh, yeah. I don't think the doctor's a rad dad. Oh, it's not his friend. It's not Donnie's friend. It's Donnie's dad's friend and his son, who is a huge fucking jock or whatever. Well, All I remember it's is Dr. Fisher. Yeah. Dr. Fisher. And then Richard was... Dick Do- Fisher. Yeah. W- was Donnie's friend. And so- no, that's not his friend. That guy was like bullying him, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. No, he's the one that's like, you, 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 you gotta have a smoke. You gotta have a smoke yeah, now that you're famous. That you're cool. Now that you're famous, you gotta have a smoke. Oh, yeah. He, he showed up dressed as Hulk Hogan, but he was Richard Mania. Hell yeah, you're right. Richard. <laughs> yeah. Dick. I know that shirt was pretty sick. It should have said Dick Mania. <laughs> Dick Mania. <laughs> Dick Mania. No one remembered his name because there were too many flipping names. Dick would have been a great name. I would have yeah, remembered it. Yeah. Richard is bullshit. His other friend was Sean, but was that ever even said? I don't think so. God, probably in passing. Weak. Weak. I I don't know. Yeah, so many. But anyway, pleated pants, huge appearance. Uh, Track suits. There was that dude in the the red, the red tracksuit. He's billed as tracksuit guy. Ooh, tracksuit guy had it going on. I want to go to sleep in that tracksuit. Yeah, or man in red jogging suit. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me, jogging suit. And but what's her face had a. A tracksuit on too when she was teaching "quote unquote" Jim. Jim. What it do you was call confirmed. that lady, Miss Farmer. Miss Farmer. Yeah. Beth Grant. No. Miss <laughs> Farmer. Miss Farmer. Beth Grant is great. Miss Farmer is not great. Yeah. Miss Farmer is a film. <laughs> what a film, though, dude. No, seriously. Like, she's even worse than Jim Cunningham. Like, Jim Cunningham's a bad guy, but she's exposing him to children. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So. Yes, that is a wonderful point, but I don't want to say that a gym teacher is worse than a pedophile, Josh. Agreed. Uh, 
Also, because no. there's there's very complex things going on with her. Well, okay. Very complex okay. things going okay. on I, with her. You're right. I don't need to. I don't mean to say that, but I think that her area of harm could be worse. Because if she's exposing a pedophile to children, that is worse than being a pedophile. I don't I know that we need to rank them. They're both bad. I think. Let's not rank them. But Patrick Swayze is not doing anything in this movie on camera that is bad. This woman is exposing children to Jim Cunningham on camera. See, that is bad. But see that that's the thing. Mrs. Farmer didn't know that he was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. She was a religious zealot who bought into a multi-level marketing scheme and then tried to push it. But mm-hmm. she, in her, like, she was being like an evangelist. She was delivering it as something that she truly believed mm-hmm. in that could help people. But it was clearly that she was just pushing something. And she you know? like, and her at the end. That it's like the same reaction you see in cult members when they think mm-hmm. that uh, you know, it's going to be an apocalypse and then it doesn't happen. And then their they, cult leader gets arrested or whatever. Yeah, they convince themselves more because their whole sense of self is wrapped up with this being okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's not okay, it's no longer like okay, I'm going to stop listening to this guy. She's tied herself up with it, so she has to defend. She has to say no. It's not a sunken cost. No, it's not real. He they're yeah. setting him up. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole shame reaction. It's complicated, but that's uh, all I'll say. But like, hold on, it, no, it's not that complicated. It is. Lonas is not because you have to rank it, Annie. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Annie, you have to rank it on the fear love spectrum. <laughs> you got me. I almost spit water all over your mic. <laughs> Annie, if you had to rank it on the fear love spectrum, what would it get? Oh, it's all the way at fear. <laughs> it's at fear. For for Beth Grant specifically. It's right next to uh, What's Your Face's Story. Why can't I remember that girl's name? Sharita. Thank you, Sharita. Well, Sharita, she's... Poor Sharita. Shut up. She should shut up. <laughs> she should not shut up. She should do more meaningful dances. I remember the part where she Get reads? Off the stage, Sharita! <laughs> what a suck. dick. See, this is why this movie's so uncomfortable because that is high school, man. So this funny. movie is so inappropriate, well, but it is high up. school. No, this is the fucked up oh. part. Everybody in the audience loved it. They, everyone was digging it. Everyone loved everyone it. Loved two it. guys, two guys ruined it for everyone. Who are notorious assholes? Yeah, everyone knows them. Everyone hates them. They are literal murderers. See, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. I I thought it sounded like Richard. I didn't no. think it sounded like the asshole. No, it was I the thought asshole. it sounded like Richard. <laughs> it was the dude with the mullet and yeah. the George Sharita. Michael shovel. Yeah. yeah. Seth. Seth, but not That's Seth. I thought that was his friend. Seth, but not Seth Rogen. Yeah. Seth is oh, yeah, the other Seth. guy. Seth, Seth Rogen was Ricky Danford. And the other guy was Seth. And which the, another confusing. guy whose name we and never learned. Alex Greenwald <laughs> no, was Seth Delvin. Oh, God. He's Seth. They say it on screen. They say Seth to him. Seth calls him Seth. Seth. Am I having a stroke? What are we talking about? We're talking about his friends, Dick and Seth. Oh my God. All right. Anyway, Sharita was yelled at by the jerks. Dude, so Noah Wilde was a professor, but Drew Barrymore was just Karen. He was Uh, a professor? Yeah. At their at their private school, I, I, had a prof- I had a doctor at my at my school, and he was fucking Drew Barrymore, which yeah. is revealed at the end. Yeah, uh-huh. good for both of them. They seem like they would get along really well. She just needed somewhere to crash. It seems like <laughs> <laughs> I'm homeless now because <laughs> I wanted to read Graham Greene. 
Yep. Uh, and I exposed a child to my soul, not my body. And I flirted with him shamelessly and uncomfortably. He, but he's mentally. And I asked him for validation of me as a human and it, a woman. And but he's he is mentally 17. Ill, so what if he tells someone? They won't believe him. Who do they believe? Me yeah. or him? I'm a recently disgraced teacher. And oh, isn't writer. it great? Like women can be predators too. And former caretaker. Feminism. The last credit. That Grandma Death has on oh her my. IMDb before passing away in 2006 was something called webcammurders.com. Oh <laughs> <laughs> was right. she reprising her role as Grandma Death? <laughs> it's a, it's an hour and 25 minutes. This is in an archetype. <laughs> or, in, in a struggle for dominance over the internet, who will win? Google, AOL, Yahoo, or the Weather Channel? <laughs> Or a small group of webcammers who live their lives on the internet 24 7. What are you talking about? Webcam murders of D. <laughs> okay, on a serious note, was she also the grandma in Dante's Peak? I don't know. That's a classic film. God, I love that movie. Well, Vince, if you had to rate the movie on your Vince scale, how many Vinces would you give it? On my Vince scale, yeah, I was confused. <laughs> it still doesn't clear anything up. I think that the the older I get, the toxic masculinity unfortunately weighs down on it. Even though I understand it's part of the story, it's just like, dude, you could have done something different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wished some of the supporting characters could have been fleshed out a little bit more. I would have loved a little bit more Sharita. I would have loved some of the friends more than just that conversation about how the Smurfs fuck and, you know, that bullshit and how they only need beer and pussy. Like, would have loved more. I'm going to give this a two out of five. Wow. that's I feel like that's harsh. Annie, what do you think? On, on your scale of Annie's, how many Annie's would you give this? I am kind of on the same page. Um I, I feel like it has some things to say, but it wants to say it like a first year psychology major who kind of understands stuff, but not like enough to really get things across. You know, it's it's that that person at the bar who catches you and they start talking. You're like, this is going to be so tedious. That's I'm going to tell you tedious. about what happens in Saw 5 through 10 after this. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about that. Um, but I, it wasn't as bad as I remember because I can view it with a little distance now that I'm not hearing about it 24-7 from dudes in my English class or whatever. So um, it was better than I remembered. The symbolism was okay. Some of the scenes were fun. We laughed out loud a couple times. Not, it was like on purpose jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So overall, I'll give it, you know, two and a half, I'd say. You're giving it points for on purpose jokes. <laughs> I want to uh, yeah. change mine. I want to give it two and a half also. Why is that? Just because. Okay. <laughs> you gave it two before? I, I gave it two before. You're not an anger but prisoner anymore? No, I, I was just thinking. Oh, you're releasing yourself from the prison. I'm not afraid anger. anymore. I, 2. I really 5. like how he squished his face in, into, into Jenna Malone's belly like Tony. <laughs> I loved it. As soon as it happened, I was like, Tony! <laughs> you know what? Um, in the same spirit, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm going to also up my rating half a star to three and a half out of five stars. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> I watched this movie so much when I was in high school. And you know what? Patrick Swayze, he conned me into anything. Yeah? Yeah, I mean... D- Only with a turn, though. It's fear. just like... Fear. Love. Love. 
<laughs> it's like, you know, he's he's starting a cult just based on the idea that he's pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that he like And it works. He could theoretically dance. And uh I mean the movie the movie's whatever, man. Who cares? It's cool how Frank looks. Right? Yeah, Frank does look cool. Frank he looks, looks pretty cool. cool. And then when he takes the mask off and his his eyeballs coming out. And it's the guy from the Con sixty seconds. That sounds pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Three and a half out of five stars for me. Wait, before we end, can I mention the We're man with a bulldog head? No, that's it's just a mongrel. A, it's just a mongrel. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a man with a bulldog head. Is their statue outside of their school? It's garbage. Yeah. Okay. And it's so symbolic. Well, Donnie Darko puts the axe through the thing in the fucking first act. Good. James Good. Duvall was also an Independence Day. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Champion. Yeah. I love that guy. I couldn't, I didn't remember off the top of my head. I am sorry. I should have known that. Independence Day, man. It's yeah. all connected. Yeah. The yeah, Illuminati. Quite, quite a few people were also <laughs> in Independence Day in this movie. Yeah. Star started cast. Well, Independence Day was 99, I think. Was it? I think so. Oh, not positive. Man. Don't, don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure it was. Well, in 1999, The Matrix came out and that changed the world. So I could only imagine. It was that. earlier then. It's like 97. Do we have any examples of positive masculinity in this movie? I don't think so. Um. Well, no, because the science teacher guy is okay. Is he? He's respectful. He answers questions. He doesn't uncomfortably hit on any of his students. I can't talk about this anymore. Independence Day was 96. 96, okay. Can we give it feminism? I don't. I mean, Annie? lady doctors. Lady doctors. <laughs> they can be wrong, too, in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Equality. Um. I don't know. I, I, I liked that it had uh, a lot of different women in the working positions. Mm-hmm. They were calling shots and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool. But I also don't think that there were many. Oh, Mrs. Farmer and fucking Donnie's mom talk about banning Spark books. <laughs> and Sparkle Motion. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, it, it passes the Bechdel test. There does, is you some- get to choose, though. Does, is it feminist or not? It's not one or the other. It's a spectrum between fear and love. Okay. And, so and uh, on the fear and love, love spectrum. Um, you give I'm, it? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about it because I agree with Vince. The thing that I liked uh, that pushes me towards it's not as anti-woman as you'd think. I think that the message is anti-toxic masculinity, even though they did it very clumsily. Yeah. Um, And not only were there women in positions of authority, what I noticed on this watch there were a lot of women with different body types, different mm-hmm. ages. We don't see a lot of old women, a lot of mid-sized women, fat women, thin women. I don't know how I feel about Granny Death as the archetype of the hag, though. Like yeah. It's, you know? Yeah, yeah, but she wasn't viewed as a figure of fear at the same time. What are you talking about? Her name is Death. Yeah, but no one's scared of her. They're just like, oh, get out of the road, Granny. I do think that they're afraid of okay, her. Okay, well. I think well. she's the witch. Yeah, I mean, she could be, but I don't know. I just, I noticed that, that there was a lot of different representation body-wise, yeah, right. which was a very pleasant mm-hmm. change. And it wasn't like, Sharita, poor Sharita, who I adore, got the shit under the stick, but there were other people who like didn't get made fun of for that stuff. I don't know. I'd say... It's more feminist than you'd think, but not enough to make it a feminist film. How's that? Well, that's what I understand. I'll give it a big old X. Yeah, it's definitely not. Unfortunately, in this situation, it is a love-fear spectrum. And at this (laughs) point, what you're saying is the film is afraid of being feminist. Yes. So Because men are its primary audience still to this day. And it loves us. Yes. 
it rewards us by buying the DVD so that you can look at the 20 deleted scenes and all the book, <laughs> the pages of the 12 page book. So you Don't can you get knocked flat by it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so important that there is a spirit that can embody the host and it makes Danny Darko want to get in the hole so that he dies. Mm. And as Patrick Swayze would say, so you want to get on that dang old horse? You want to get on it, ride it right out into the Yeah, what sunset? was that accent, man? That's just how he talks. He's just how he talks. Hi, Cavalt. He's not the best accent, man. And sometimes you run out of things He's to say, so you just, if you Accident. fill it in with dang old <laughs> stuff that you don't know about, so you can move forward in the sentence without actually saying nothing. You are prisoner of your anger. I'm sorry for you and your fear love spectrum. Okay, so here's a question. Frank had uh, Danny burn down the house. Yeah. I don't think he knew that he was a pedophile. I think it was just happenstance. I think <laughs> yeah, he just, just hated like that guy. And then luckily 10, he was also a piece of shit. Nine out of 10 cult leaders would actually have that. Yes. Yeah. But like, I don't think he, that's the reason. It just happened to be there. Did we see any feats of athleticism? Um, no. What about sparkle motion? Uh, that's just called dancing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Johnny Jerker rides his there bike There's no home. gymnastics. It's a bonus point. <laughs> there was no gymnastics. Oh, they were jumping on a trampoline. Oh, yeah, a lot. Dude, that is kind of gymnastics, a right? They were jumping on a trampoline. That was, I actually like that a lot. That was some David Lynch-ass shit. Yeah. The or jumping community. on the trampoline is like so suburban. Like, yeah. what's more suburban yeah. than jumping on the trampoline? There were two different features as well, because Samantha right, was jumping athletics. in the beginning. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't exclude There was athletics. a lot of focus on the sprinklers, too. How'd you, you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some David Lynch shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the horse? We only heard the sound of it. I'm for it. No, I'm <laughs> calling. I'm saying it. We're pro yep. horse. <laughs> the sound of a horse, I think, is legitimate. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm for it. It's better than the whisper of a horse. <laughs> it means there has to be a horse someplace. <laughs> okay. How about the sick whip? Which is our favorite? We already had one. I, I mean, like we already had sick whips, but like, which is your fave? I think Frank's was the coolest whip. Oh, I like the. Uh, oh, because Donnie Darko put the dead girl in it. No, yeah. he put the dead girl in the station wagon. Yeah, I went in the station wagon. Like Frank Swip was the one who ran over Gretchen. Yeah, the Firebird. Bad, bad car. Just more I like the bad. black one that was next to the station wagon. Yes, that's the best sick whip. Yeah, right. I don't okay. know who it belonged to, but it was I a pretty sweet car. I don't know what make car. it was, but it was a sick, like, yeah. uh, yeah. It's, it's probably in the shot, and we just weren't paying attention. No, I was trying to pay attention. Okay, uh, with dad's nudity, romance, fighting <laughs> knives. There was fighting. There was knives. There's some there of these were lots things, of knives. Some of these things were undeniable. We don't have to talk about them. Yeah. What about the class? Did we say that we we're going to give it class points? I don't remember. They were all going to private school. They didn't mention anything outside of that, though. But there okay. were fancy houses How with very well-maintained trip? lawns. But they didn't Do you talk count the to- road trip to the wormholes? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I was say, I don't think they talked to anyone of a lower class, though, or of a higher class. Yeah. It seemed like everyone was at least the same as them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be like, fuck yeah, with you. But that, that'd be my only pushback. Yeah, fair you enough. Know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still tabulating over here because it's a, it's a big number. Is this a Schwazy scale? scale. I've heard so much about. That's yeah, patented. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure you've heard of it. <laughs> I like how Josh is. Too, there's there's tallies and there's X's and check marks. Uh, it's, it's too many things. Uh, so what I have to say is that there's no nudity in this film, and uh, that's pretty much it. Because we said we were going to give it the class points, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, Vince. Vince. Uh, I and I actually agree with Vince on this. Oh, we denied the class points. So what we've got is a classic eight out of ten. Um, you know, wormholes through your body. Like into the future, mm-hmm. 
with the bonus, uh, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. two, three, we get, we give, we didn't give it feminism. No, no. Okay. Yeah, we got two bonus points. Those are <laughs> those are two bonus. Wait, wait. Are, is music on the Swayze scale? Is the soundtrack though? No, there's no music. Okay. No. If there was music, you would have to have the violin. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Plus two bonus violins <laughs> on our patented Swayze scale. Uh, eight, eight out of ten plus two. You hear? Um, while while you were tallying that up, I found out that uh, Mary McDonnell was also in Tiger Warsaw. Good for her. <laughs> I I didn't realize it until just now. She that, sways you, Jason. That's what that means. You gotta yeah. you gotta get us a sting for that. What? That she sways you, Jason? As soon as I remember Swayze. in real time. Swayze adjacent. Bing. Oh. Well, Piper Laurie's in, in Tiger Warsaw and Piper Laurie just passed away the other day. Oh no. That's what made me think about it. Rip to a Piper. Rip. Yeah. Yeah, that thanks for being uh fucking sick, Piper Laurie. You were great in uh the fucking Carrie. In Tiger Warsaw. And in Tiger Warsaw. Yeah. And I can't remember what if I've seen her in anything else. Oh, she was in the faculty, of course. And in Twin Peaks. She's in lots of things. She plays Catherine in yeah. Twin Peaks. She's I amazing. Forget. Yeah. Thanks. Because you haven't watched Twin Peaks recently. And I just I rewatched haven't. it, so it's how, right on my mind. How long's it been, Vince? Me? Yes. Oh I Probably when we watched it, man. I'm about a year out at this point. Yeah. I was telling Joe, I was like, Joe, it's time to watch Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, as soon as we have no plans, we can watch it. It's and a good fall like, show. I'm canceling all my plans. <laughs> We're watching, watching Twin, Twin fucking Peaks. <laughs> so. Love it. I'm excited. This was a fun one, Josh. I'm happy we rewatched this. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I liked it more. I know I liked it different. I can tell you how we liked it before. Yeah. I forgot this was a thing we could do. Let's take a moment to talk about how we felt in the past. Now, the last time we watched this movie, Josh felt this was a four out of five. Because I love the Smurfs. Yeah. So you (laughs) actually went down a half a point. And I said I loved it, but you guys were harsh on it. So I, you know, I already. Peer pressure. No, but I already gave it a three out of five before we even talked about ratings. So I, I, you know. I gave this a three and a half out of five. So I dropped an entire point. I went down. And I noticed that this was one of our episodes where we didn't actually do a Swayze scale. The first time. Shame on you. We talked about it. We never tabulated it. Yeah, that's one of those vibe-based ones. Yeah. We, and I never gave it an arbitrary rating, like 8.7 out of 6 or whatever. We never even tried. We, we talked about the Swayze scale. Swayze. And we never landed on a number. So. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Eight. An eight out of ten plus two. An eight out of ten wormholes out of your body plus two bonus <laughs> your girl dead girlfriends in the car. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. that's what I said. Yes, mm-hmm. it sounds exactly right. <laughs> Science. Now this one was made for a small six million dollars. Right, hmm. it made one hundred and ten thousand opening weekend with a six point. Nine eight million worldwide. Holy gross. shit! So it's a right? failure. 
That can that can make a studio. That's amazing. Six million. That is so small. It was a ten million dollar budget, right? It was a six million dollar budget, and it made almost seven million. Oh, it made no money. Oh, I thought you said a hundred million. Oh no, a hundred thousand. Oh my god. Oh, never mind. My mistake. If I said a million, no, he didn't. It's a huge failure. (laughs) Yeah, this was not. Okay, I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Okay. No, it's really that's like Avengers money. It it kind of uh, got great ratings, though, you know. Mm. Uh, the first time we watched this, there have been a, a few little changes, just little itty-bitty ones, right? Letterboxd had it at 3.9 out of 5. It is currently ranking at 4 out of 5 mm. on Letterboxd. IMDb currently has it at 8 out of 10, where it was before. Rotten Tomatoes at 86% with an audience score of 80. And Amazon's got it at 4.7 out of 5. 83% 5 stars, 3% 1 stars. Hmm. Do you have the 1 star reviews being on Amazon? Too boring. I don't get it. That's not what they mean. That means their DVDs don't work. Really? Every single time. Oh, my God. Every single time. (laughs) We even reviewed one like that once. That's amazing. Josh, we haven't played this game in a long, long time. Oh, what's the what's the game? It's Ebert? We're, we, Roger Ebert saw this movie. Of course he did. So I'm going to read you a segment of his review. Right, Annie? Okay. You're going to guess, <laughs> out of four stars, what did Roger Ebert give this? <gasps> okay. All right? Yeah. But I get to hear the, re- the review first. That's the whole review. I'm going to give you a portion. And we have He's going to gonna give you a wildly misleading <laughs> argument that's going to imply that Roger Ebert right, like right. movies on. <laughs> Do I only get one, one try? <laughs> no, we're, we're, you're both going to get a try. So, <laughs> the setup and development is fascinating. The payoff, less so. I could tell you what I think happens in the end and what the movie was about, but I would not be sure I was right. This movie gave me blue balls. I was confused. I'm going to say uh, at least three because he probably liked that. It made him horny. There's no doubt about that. Did it make him horny? <laughs> Film critics love an ambiguous ending. The movie made him horny. He didn't understand what happened. He was so like confused by how As horny As soon as Jake was. Gyllenhaal was flirting with his therapist. He was like, oh, what's going on? And yeah. How does this kid use his dick? Do the medications <laughs> make his dick not work? Oh, yeah. Let's oh, talk about Smurfs. Because is that what it's really about? That medications make his dick don't work and that upsets him? No. And that makes him want to go on a killing spree? What? He doesn't kill anyone except the guy who killed Gretchen, man. You like, think the medications make him want to go on a killing spree? Well, well, he kills that guy and then he kills himself. Not while he's on his meds. He never kills anyone when he's on his meds. I thought he only saw Frank when he was on his meds. He did only see Frank when okay, he was on his meds. Okay, except the one time he saw him in real life. Oh, yeah, there's that time. And then killed him. Ooh, oh. Frank Frank knocked over a decoration oh. in the room. It Sorry, doesn't matter. Frank. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, don't worry about it. It's just a little skullman. It's a skeleton riding a missile that says two Two ISIS on it. Two (laughs) ISIS. That's pretty sick, actually. Because that's what I believe in. (laughs) I believe in sending bombs to ISIS. With a skeleton on them. The Home Depot 12-foot skeleton. (laughs) You got to put the massive 12-foot skeleton. Put some skelly on there. (laughs) Just, like, you got to strap it to it like Dr. Strange love. And fucking drop him from the sky. (laughs) We'll show you, you bastards. That'd be awesome. Oh, that's so funny. All right, sorry. So, uh, do are there more excerpts or just that part? That's it. That's all you get. I'm I'm going for three or above. Yeah, same. Two and a half. 
Really? Damn. Two and a half out of four. And well, because he gave us the part where he was horny. <laughs> he wasn't horny. He that wasn't was the horny. thing. He's like, you left Gretchen in the the movie theater while you she watched <laughs> Evil the Dead, and she went and burned down Patrick's face. He's a house with that cool painting in it. She sh- should have watched Evil Dead. You should have let her not fall asleep. Do you think that the the the, the painting was was the door to the porn room? I hope so. Yeah, hell yeah. Like a secret mansion. Like a porn dungeon. All right. Yes. 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 Okay. Cool. <laughs> if you have a porn dungeon <laughs> hidden behind a picture I mean, in, of Patrick in his Swayze, defense, like leaving your girlfriend sleeping in a theater is a pretty sick alibi. What? I think How? that's a pretty great alibi. It is. Yeah, he was here with me. Yeah, I was napping. We were sick. in a public movie theater. It wasn't that's like a we great point? I was yeah. gonna say like, yeah, no, go go sit in the movie theater so I can burn down this house. No, but like, what? Do you, I mean, you could just do that. That's well, a good point. Last time I disagreed with Donnie Darko for going back in time to stop Patrick Swayze from being exposed as a pedophile. I was like, it was good that Patrick Swayze was exposed as a pedophile and that sparkle motion had to collapse and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good that he, he, you know, all that stuff happened. But you know what? I think he did more harm than good. It's probably better that he just died in his sleep at his house with a jet engine falling it's, on him like he's some sort of pariah. It's not one or the other. What do you mean? Bad shit's going to happen. Good things are going to happen. It's a butterfly effect. Yeah. I just figure he's better off. Eh. We're all better off without him. Go away, Donnie Darko. That's what I'm saying. You're sick of talking about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're all better off without him. I wish I could go back in time and get myself killed with the jet engine so that Donnie Darko wouldn't haunt me forever. Dare to dream. God damn. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Both of you. (laughs) Fuck. Did you have something to promote i sure do so i am in a punk band called the lowcox and we just released our second album it's called contender it's available wherever you listen to the finest terrible punk rock music um we have pre-orders open we're getting it on actual vinyl which we're psyched about but we're poor so uh please pre-order it and when we get up to 30 or 40 pre-orders we'll have enough to get the vinyl ordered (laughs) i have one coming in the mail yeah thanks buddy um, and then we're playing Cheapy Creepy this Friday and Pontiac. We're going to be rancid. So if you love rancid, come and watch us do a bad job. And then uh, we're going to be playing November 11th at Berkeley Games and November 18th at the Ghostlight. So the Lowcox.com. That's a bunch of shit to remember. Just remember the Lowcox.com. That sounds like a, a website. Yeah. Lowcox.com. For creepy cheapy mm-hmm. do you have a rancid song you are most excited to play yeah we're playing detroit i okay okay yeah oh, fuck yeah because we're from detroit that's sick <laughs> all right i didn't know if you're like no i've always wanted to play like time bomb or something like that that's a great fucking pick yeah detroit's great we've got a great set um we're trying to pick a few fun ones but we're playing the faves too but we are not going past Rancid 2000, I don't think. You're not going to do Fall Back Down? No. Oh, Benji Madden was in that sorry. music video. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to disappoint everyone, you know, preemptively disappoint them. Well, that's okay. You yeah. know, that's, you're the <laughs> artist. It's important to limit yourself, especially when you're playing as a band that has like a long repertoire, I think. We don't do any 80s Joel. <laughs> no 80s Joel. <laughs> it was definitely that vibe. So yeah, so thelowcox.com. Check us out. Okay. We're, we're awesome and terrible all at once. It's great. If you want to check Josh out, he's on Letterboxd at Joshua CY. I'm on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya. As usual. The show is on the internet at Swayze Pod on all the social medias. We have a band camp that has all the music from the show at 
we're, we're, we're the dirty dancers on there. You can search crazy for Swayze and it'll show up. Um, I may have a merch store set up now. I'm not sure, but maybe check out T public and search crazy for Swayze. Um, or Swayze pot on there. We may have stuff. I don't know if not, it might soon. No, 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 no. Um, are you on socials? Are you on Instagram? Yeah. It's oh, at, we already it's said all Swayze that. Swayze Pod. You, you Swayze Pod on Instagram? It's Swayze Pod everywhere. Swayze Pod at gmail.com. Awesome. We haven't gotten an email in a while. Oh, oh yeah. send them an email. They're so lonely. How are we going to have a Christmas mailbag bullshit <laughs> if no one sends us fucking emails? Yeah, if we don't Swamp get an email them. from ever, what, what? if you're coming to the Christmas party, you're going to need to bring an email with you mm-hmm. physically. Oh, See, yeah. Just send one sentence at a time. Send an email and then bring it physically printed out so that we can look <laughs> at it at the party because if it's not physically printed out, who's to say we can't see it? So who do you think that person I was talking to on Instagram was? Just a fisher? He yeah. Was, he was trying to get me to, to give like 60 bucks for, no. for 3,000 followers and I was like, well, what would I get if I, I gave you 80 bucks? It. And no. he's like, 4,000 followers. And, and I was like, kept giving it exponents. <laughs> no, that's, that actually will also like stop you from getting organic followers that fucks with the algorithm. Oh yeah. If you pay for followers. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't pay for bots. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Because they're all bot accounts. That's I've, how they can guarantee them. I, I mean, I plug in them, so don't even worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried. <laughs> but never. This cool cat knows better. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he makes.